Yes, we do. Welcome to Movie Goats Game of Thrones Got Predictions episode last. This is it. This is the finale. I am that bravosian bastard sipping on juice and rum, Justin. And along with me, drinking his finest Dornish red, the daddy of Dorn, William. How are you tonight, sir? Have you ever brought a honeycomb and a jackass into a brothel? I have not, but I have brought a goat and a wasp nest. So, you know, I know exactly nest, where he's well, coming from. <laughs> well, I can I can see where you would make that mistake because it does look a lot like a honeycomb. Just you know, be careful because they'll they'll get you. They will. Wasps are mean. A lot meaner than yeah, bees, wa- unless you got killer bees. I don't know about the bees in. No, Westeros. bees are fine, but don't mess with uh, don't mess with hornets. African bees. Aren't nice. African bees are evil evil creatures. Well, let's jump right into our bee discussion. <laughs> we should. Actually, bees are more our fascinating apiary. than this, this episode for the most part. I, <laughs> I would love to talk about Actually, ants. Ants fascinate me more than almost any other animal in the world. I could talk about ants for a while. But we're not. We're here about Game of Thrones. The last episode. I think you nailed the title last week where you said it might be called The Iron Throne. I think you said that. Did you not? I think I did. Did uh, yeah I don't I, I, I threw out a few did. different you got a titles. lot right from I, last week you did really good we yeah. did actually when you combine our thoughts we came up with the exact episode they pitched and we should and that makes me room. very sad oh it made me super <laughs> sad for the second half but we'll get into that I actually don't even know where to start William um, I'm just gonna go with our feelings like we normally do and you can go first you know let's hash out how you felt about it. Okay. Um, well, first of all, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the good, uh, <laughs> just to get that out of Make the way. Make that compliment sandwich, um, you know, that's what you always do. <laughs> my MVP of this season, and, and I don't want to take anything away by harping on all the negative, which we will, but, but uh, this guy deserves some credit, uh, Ramin Jawadi. Do you know who that is? No idea. Score. He is the composer the yeah. of the music, and he deserve. He is the MVP of this season because um, his scores for for these episodes, specifically um, that Night King theme at the end of the third, and and, and a lot of the music in this one, the th- the kind of I guess I'll call it the Stark theme that is playing, kind of the the sense of adventure, very. Han Zimmer, Pirates of the Caribbean, when Arya is like walking on the ship. Can I jump in um, real quick? You just look real quick. like you have something to say. Yeah. Just real quick. Yeah. I also got the Han Zimmer vibe from The Dark Knight during some of Danny's scenes where he's holding on that one note for yes. a long time. I don't know if you noticed that, but like. Yes. And I kind of yes. just. You said yes. you brought the score real quick. Dude. Go for it. It's telling because the writers. I felt like they didn't know what to really do a lot of the time. So a lot of it is like limited dialogue and it's all just visual so this guy had to step up he had to engage us with his music so you're very correct sir he killed it i totally agree with you without this music it could have been a slog to get through some of these parts because you didn't you didn't totally feel what they were trying to emote without the music being there so agreed well i i don't i i disagree a little bit i i think it was intended 
that way. I, I think I think that especially this episode, I actually that was one of the things I liked about it. Um, but I've uh, I, I talked to a friend who who actually kind of agrees with you is like, well, where the hell was all the whoa, dialogue? Whoa, whoa. It was just a lot I, of empty space. No, 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 I didn't say music. that. I'm just saying they needed him to step up. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. No, yeah. I'm not saying like, oh, they, they can't write. I'm saying they, they needed him because they did have yeah. those moments no, no, of no. They, just the, pure visual spectacle. Sure. Um, and that's actually something like if we're going to go down the Hans Zimmer train, that's something that Christopher Nolan, who, you know, hires Hans Zimmer for most of his movies. Chris Nolan is the director and writer of movies like the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Interstellar. I think people know who Christopher um, Nolan is. <laughs> that's a safe bet. It's a safe well, bet. <laughs> you know, safe anyway. Memento, but point being, Prestige, all those movies, Dunkirk. all of in all those movies, he he kind of relies on. I mean, he did not kind of. He absolutely relies on Hans Zimmer um, to to create that emotional soundscape. Um, it, it's kind of funny to watch some of Chris Nolan's scenes without music, but uh, but anyway, that that's a sign of a great composer and a lot of trust between the directors and the um the writing musicians so but but just some of the themes at the end um the last theme i guess we'll call it like the game of thrones theme that was put to like a, a children's choir a boys choir at the end was really nice um and that stark theme uh when they were kind of cutting between Jon snow and Arya and sansa um, it was great music. Uh, he totally ripped off Hans Zimmer, but but I, I'll give him a pass because it was great. <laughs> anyway, that he's my MVP. However, um, you know, I, I'm not really sure. You know, I've kind of been this way for a couple episodes. I'm just kind of along for the ride. Tried to enjoy it for what it was. Um, I, as far as filmmaking goes, direction, cinematography, you know, we, we've been saying this, I think, the whole season. Obviously, mm -hmm. HBO has a very well-produced show um, and a lot of really talented people behind it. And unfortunately, the one aspect that's lacking is just the overall story. Um, so they didn't really, you know, frankly, you know, this is kind of what I was thinking and before you know we kind of talked about this last week there wasn't there's not a lot of places they could have gone and i think they just kind of kept the straight and narrow um and took this to the logical conclusion which was that danny's the bad guy she's got to die so and i and i think they got that right as far as you know at this point in the story what they needed to do i think i think john i like john killing danny um i like john not becoming the king i like I like that he doesn't die because I, I think he's already died once. You know, why kill him again? Um, so I like that he's kind of his character really fulfills kind of a, a tragic role. Um, you know, he's it's very, very uh, Shakespearean tragedy and killing, you know, the person he loves to save the world. And then, you know, he kind of goes off to the north in exile. I wish that was a self-imposed exile instead of the stupid, oh, Grey Worm wants you gone, but he's leaving Westeros, but uh, we made a deal with him, so you need to go north, that whole thing. Um, but I, I, I think they got that right. Um, the scene with Tyrion crying over Jaime and Cersei was probably the best scene of the entire finale. Um, I don't think there's a better one. The dialogue between... 
uh, Tyrion and John was great. That scene where Tyrion is chained up um, and trying to convince John to do what he knows he has to do. That was it was very good dialogue. They really brought back the Tyrion of the first few seasons, who we haven't seen for a while. Um, but man, uh, a lot of cringeworthy moments. Um, specifically, I don't know if you noticed this. There's a water bottle. Did you see the water bottle? I could care less okay. about that. Who cares? No, 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 no. All right. I, it deserves a mention. Is that because cringeworthy? It was... Cringeworthy? Like, I didn't notice yeah. it. Okay. It's gone I now. thought it was it really obvious. I don't. I, I was looking it was at really Sam's legs. I really do not care about. Who cares what cups there? Is it really detracting from the episode? No, I don't. I could but care it's a, less about here's that. The, it had nothing to here's do with the story. It's a microcosm of the season itself. It's in the past few seasons. It's that they've they've gotten to this point where they've just they've forgotten about the little details that made this show work and tick and the story work, and. Um, so I, it's it, some of the the story moments that are cringeworthy to me. Um, Sam bringing the book and being like, "Oh, it's a song of ice and fire." Um, the scene where uh, Daenerys is walking forward and the dragon comes up and it's the dragon wings on Daenerys. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Was that shot insane. was awesome. That was one of my favorite shot. No, that was that was that a beautiful was shot. The, that was, that was so nope. lame. And Loved it. stupid. Loved it. it was so cliche. It was. There are so many cliche things, like and and just very obvious things. It's like, oh, we're we're masters of this high art, but you're not. I mean, it's just that when Tyrion goes down to the crypt or wherever he is, or not the crypt, I don't know, the dungeon, and he's he's trying someplace. to find Jamie. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, they're going to go with the obvious thing here. You're going to see Jamie's hand, like gold hand sticking out. And they just, that's, they just go for the obvious. And that's really disappointing. Um, Bran as the king is disappointing because well, I think, I don't, I don't remember if we agreed on that, but I think I called that. You called but, it. But, yeah, you did. But the idea that there's nothing behind that, that it's just, I'm Bran. Y'all know nothing about me now. I'm, for all anyone knows, I'm this crazy person. Um, and, but, but not to take that further and not to tease some more magic there. I guess they kind of do with the whole, um, oh, I, I might have a way to find Drogon or whatever. I just, I don't know. But the things they got right, I think they got Arya right. I think she needed to leave Westeros. I like that they they gave her. I do not like Arya's character, but they they did her justice by having like the idea of exploration going still a little bit lame. What's west of Westeros? Just say I'm going to sail west or something. Um, no one's thought of that, Arya. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Sansa being queen of the north is... I love it. The worst. No. It is terrible. It's so stupid. You're telling me. The scene was if, stupid, but. If you but follow I Sansa's character. Totally if you it. follow Sansa's character through this series, you're telling me that this whole time, her purpose was to become Queen of the North, that they've set her up to become. They, that she was groomed through this show to become Queen of the North. It is uh, 
a horrible injustice to the story. It doesn't make sense. A, because it's so obvious that that's the path they're going down, which is frankly boring. Um, and, and then the reasoning for why she's the queen of the North is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, but the North has been through so much, uh, not like the other seven kingdoms. So we're going to be our own independent kingdom. Well, fuck, if I'm Dorn, I'm going to be like, oh, wait, yeah. Yeah, let me, let me do that too. Let us be independent too. And then, uh, and then the veil is going to be like, oh, that's a great idea. Let me be an independent country too. So why the hell have a king? If we're all going to be independent nations, I mean, geez, are, what in the hell? What are they thinking? I mean, what, what is the motivation behind this? What, what is the, the theory? I don't understand. The idea that Sansa is just going to be queen of her own little thing, uh, of the biggest of the seven kingdoms, by far the, yeah, the kingdom like that Russia. if you combine all the other... It is. It's, the north is bigger than all the other kingdoms combined. So the idea that she's going to rule over this with her Northmen because, oh, we had a bad time the past couple years is absolute ludicrous. It's lunacy. I, 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 it blows my mind. Um, Tyrion living, I, congratulations on your survivor. Uh, I didn't want that, survivor. I didn't want but, that. We didn't, but want, I think, we didn't want that. I think we agree that that's a mistake. Big I mistake. think it was a mistake. Big mistake. I think, I think that... I think a better way to have done this was, and I almost wonder if this was planned and they went against it because it seemed very perfectly set up for this, that John killing Daenerys, uh, it felt a little premature. It felt like, to me, it felt like Daenerys maybe needed to do, there needed to be one more thing to convince him. And so after that conversation with Tyrion, I would have I liked that John left and was kind of just like oh she's my queen or whatever. And then I would have liked to see maybe Tyrion get executed as the final um the last straw for John to realize what he has to do. Um so I, I think that and that would have been a great send off for Tyrion. Um I think it would have been the right way for him to go. Um but it just it doesn't it didn't seem as earned as it could have been. I mean, I suppose you could always like you could have. Yeah, there's there's a case where you could chalk up what she did to war. Obviously, it was wrong, and they've totally like butchered her character. But um, I don't know. I needed something else, something more personal to John killing his friend, who his his kind of. Uh, we'll call him a friend in Tyrion to to be the the final catalyst. Um, Drogon destroying the Iron Throne. Okay, I, did you think that? Am I the only one who thought that Drogon was going to breathe fire at Jon and he would survive because he's Targaryen? Well, I'll get into my my part on this, but I was hoping beyond hope that her last words would be Dracarys and it would kill Jon right there. That's what I was hoping for. Just kill him right now, please. That's what I wanted. But it didn't happen. Yeah, I... She got stabbed in the stomach. She takes um, a minute to die from a stomach wound. You don't die instantly from that. Usually it takes a second. But then it says she got stabbed in the heart, so... But he got it from underneath, so I don't know how he got to her heart. But whatever. Whatever. 
Well, why don't you go ahead? I, I'm okay. I'm at a loss for words. Okay. With this, well, so. um, to be honest with you, Will, if I was doing this show, it would have been split into two episodes. This one made no sense tonally to have this beautiful first act or whatever first forty minutes because she dies. I looked at it. She dies at forty minutes, and then it fades to black after he burns the throne down. That's a good chunk right there. It's forty minutes. You could have another twenty minutes flesh out some stuff. I mean, she ruled for what, maybe a couple hours she got to rule the whole the whole seven kingdoms, and that's all you got. She yeah, never she sat on the it, throne either. And she's like, yeah, no, John's here. But yeah, I'll get into that in a second. I guess I'll go from the beginning. I, I really thought two episodes would have done this more justice, but not enough, because the, ep- the second part of the episode, this, the final 40 minutes of this thing, was just nothing but jokes and BS, like you were talking, like it made no sense, like... I was just trying to tie everything up just really quickly, tearing with the chairs. I'm like, God, this doesn't feel right right now. This doesn't feel like no one gives an F that their queen died. Like, no one cares that Daenerys died except for, for except for Yara. Like Yara's the yeah. only one's like, hey, man, I was following her too. <laughs> Edmer Tully oh, that, yeah, that standing part, That's where it broke me then... right there. That's where it broke. What? Yeah, it was funny. I did get a chuckle when he hit the sword on the wall. I, I didn't because did, I was like that's, that was cringeworthy. It was, but it totally went from this ridiculously personal, sad moment of John doing all this and Drogon leaving with his uh, queen clutching his claws, just taken off. Which I was happy Drogon lived. I thought that would happen, but I just I didn't think it was gonna be like that. But yeah, he takes her off. So wait, 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 wait. Okay. And then my biggest issue with this whole episode might be the yachting, yachting, yachting. Of John turning himself in, and no one's <laughs> like, "Uh, you did what now? Uh, you you stabbed her in the heart. You did. Uh, who did he tell this to? Thank you for saying because that. Because Grey Worm would have sliced his throat right there, put a stab or a spear Thank you. His for, heart. I agree 100. You so would have had the, the entire time. I'm thinking complete revolt. Like this would have been nothing but yeah. a civil war at this point, and that would have been amazing to see. And right. so it was like. Uh, yes. They they kind of just yeah just put him in prison like no 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 that's where it lost me dude I loved the first forty minutes of this episode I absolutely was like fine her speech was like yes this is cool this is who she is now she's a conqueror I'm down <laughs> Nazi with her trying Germany to, I'm, I'm I'm down with her trying to take on the rest of the world let's see some of this but they're like no that's not gonna happen Kyle Daenerys yeah we could have had some yeah really. But that's what she is. She's a conqueror. They said that a million times. They have set that up saying mm-hmm. she's not a leader. She's a conqueror. So this is what she's going to do. They know this. Yeah. John knows this. Tyrion knows I'm with this. You. They've got, this is what they bought into. So what? How can they be like? Well, now we have to kill her. And no, you, you're all, you've all, you've seen what she is. I guess finally through the the correct eyes of of your little, your world there. You've built up to believing in her. Then you're like, no, I'm not going to believe in her anymore. Just like that. Just like that. I just don't. That's where I broke off completely. The second half of the episode, I was like, "This is not. This is not right. This is like not what it should have. It shouldn't have happened that way." But getting back to the beginning, just because you did touch on my favorite part was when Tyrion uncovers Cersei and Jaime, and that dude. This was this was Peter Dinklage's Emmy episode right here. He got so much to chew right here he got everything in this episode they're like here you man go get your emmy right here bro because he had more lines than anyone yeah. he talked exponentially more than anyone i think he had like probably 20 minutes of dialogue compared to everyone else's like couple minutes here and there 
it was his story for some reason. Not sure why it was Tyrion's story in this one, but it was. And he, I mean, Daenerys talked for a couple seconds, and I'll get to her in a second, but Cersei, I mean, you don't want to feel for this person. She's she's done so many evil things, but at that moment, I felt bad. Like, I actually felt bad for the, the family of Lannister, seeing Jaime's broken body, Tyrion, or Tyrion's crying, uncovering them all. That, that, was, that was heartbreaking. I did not expect to feel that way because she's such a bee, but I don't know. Peter Dinklage really knocked it out of the park in that one. Okay. And then moving on to, you know, John in the streets with Grey Worm. I love that scene between them. I thought that was like perfect of who John is versus Grey Worm again and just slicing the throats. Like, and Davos jumping in. Like, they, they, how more beaten can they get, man? Like, this is totally true. Like, whose orders are you serving right now? And uh, he's it's like, yeah, it's the queen. She wants everyone dead. And he's like, are you sure about that? And I guess Grey Worm just like ran to Danny at that point because John kept walking and he's still doing his duty. Then he beats John there. That was kind of just weird that Grey Worm showed up before John. Oh, the, 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 you bring up a really good problem or not a good problem, but you bring up a really obvious problem with the last two seasons, which is uh, for season seven and eight, the introduction by D and D of teleportation in the game of Thrones universe. And the idea that all of a sudden, even though in the first season, when it would take four C or four episodes to get to King's Landing from Winterfell, all of a sudden now it's half an episode and you can get wherever the hell you want. Yeah, well, I'm fine with and whatever just, that is. I don't it, care. But like it's just funny because he was right there and John was walking towards Dan the whole time. So Grey Worm had to book it. <laughs> He's like, slice, slice, slice. And then he was gone and he ran to beat him there. I just thought that was funny. But getting to actually probably my second favorite moment, and this is where Tyrion should have died, in my opinion, is where he took the hand thing off. And he's like, yeah, but you, I freed my, I freed, I might have freed my brother. You got me on that. But you killed thousands. You burned a city to the ground. You slaughtered, is what he said. You slaughtered a city. And he throws his hand down, his pen. Dude, that's the moment that that dragon should have just ate, ate Tyrion or just someone should have executed him right there. Since when does Danny take prisoners? I don't know. She burned uh, the Tarleys right then and there when they denounced her. And he has, in well, front of your whole army, in front of everyone that you, you're calling out, hey, you, you, promised, I, you promised to be with me, and this guy is throwing it in my face right now. See, here's, here's part of the problem with, with Danny's character in the last few episodes. Is, is you're right, is, is that kind of would have been what one thought of should have, what one would have thought she would have done however it, you know that's kind of they tackle that in the scene with john and danny and you know it's pretty clear from how she talks about Tyrion that she does not want to execute him that it's a matter of uh. um it's almost like no 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 that it's a matter that she personally doesn't want him dead that it's a matter of of politics and showing strength for the reason why she essentially comes out and says that 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 I have to because if other people you know disagree with me or or betray me, then I I have to set the example. She comes out and says that, so yeah, I'm I okay ag- with. No, I get that. I would agree with that. She he's asking for mercy, and she's like, can't show him mercy. I agree with that. But Varys did the exact same thing, and she killed him. And then she told Tyrion, if you betray me again, that's it. And he throws the pin down. That's what can you get more betrayal? Yeah. Than that? So like, well, you you're more? right. That. That's my point, though, is that there, there's a huge tonal mismatch. There's a huge 
they're not really they're, the characters are serving the story. The story is not serving the characters. Correct. Because at that point, um, if you don't have Tyrion to tell John all his crap, which give me that real quick. How is John even getting to Tyrion at this point? How are they allowing John to talk to the prisoner of the queen? That should never happen. And you would have guards all around. They're talking treason right there. Like, that makes no sense to me. John has no right to be in that room. I think Tyrion would be left to his own accord. It makes no sense that John's allowed to go in there at all. Knowing that he's... He could be a usurper. He could be against Danny right now. They're cons- and she's co- she was so paranoid about the whole betrayal of all these people conspiring against her. And then after she won, she's like, well, whatever. Let them do whatever they want to do. I don't care. I, that part bothered me too. Like, that, that that shouldn't happen. And then getting to yeah, John and uh, Tyrion's little, you know, like seven-minute scene of Tyrion begging John to do the right thing. Yeah, it was a great, great scene. scene. Yeah, great scene. I mean, it hit you over the head like thousand times like yeah you have to kill her john you might as well just say it Tyrion. like you have to kill her and john's like i can't do it man sorry and then you know he then he goes to danny and it's like five minutes after that and that scene <laughs> it, it it reminded me of the force awakens han solo walks in that platform once i saw john come out i was like dude she did that's it like and it really bothered me will it really bothered me is number one, she's all alone again. Like, there's no guards around for some reason. She was paranoid all the time about everyone around her. She's she's not totally trusting John at this point. And he comes in alone. He's yelling at her face. And the look on her face, she's smiling, dude. She's smiling, talking about, Oh, when I was a child, I heard that the thousand swords made this throne. And then, you know, a child's mind is, can't even count to 20. And now... I thought this would be some crazy chair. And she's like super happy. Like she reminded me of like, you have, you've had Christmases, right? And you've had that one gift you want and you come running down the stairs and you're so happy that you got it. And you're like, you're just so exuberant. That's how she was. It was like, what the hell is wrong with you right now? Are you absolutely nuts? Like she's super happy. I think that's the point. I think she is. I I think here's the thing. I think they didn't go all in on the Mad Queen thing. I think they kind of were a little wishy washy with it because that's what I got out of it. Was that she's right? But but I think she was. But I think they should have really gone all in with that, and they didn't. And so it comes across, like you said, as confusing. It's like, what is her motivation? But I, I'm assuming if, you know, if, if at this point she is crazy, she's very, it may very well be that she t- still trusts John completely. And she may very well see this, you know, this day as a wonderful victory for, for Westeros and, and uh, you know, and, and, and this, her freeing the people of Westeros and not, you know, not really um, counting the toll. But um, I think, though, I, I'm with you on your point, though. I, I, if, if, if they would have gone all in on Mad Queen, um, I think it would have worked better. So, oh, definitely. Like, she went from complete rage, like red, like she's seeing red the entire time, to a little schoolgirl on Christmas Day. It was a heel turn that was like, nah, I don't, I don't totally buy this. You were paranoid to hell and back. You also didn't eat for like two days, and you look pretty good right now. I don't know what you did, but 
Um, she's like, just they did smitten. a better job. They did a better job with Grey Worm than they did with Daenerys. Totally because agree. I enjoyed he, is he is. the last two episodes. I enjoyed hating Grey Worm the last two episodes. They 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 were very upfront with it, where the, as they were very wishy washy is the only word I can think of with Daenerys, and just still trying like not quite committing to wanting the audience to hate her and but but at the same time I, I don't think they gave us enough reason to empathize with her either because the motivations weren't grounded enough in the story I think that this this arc of Daenerys deserved a bit more time instead of just three episodes worth of her turning well crazy. everything deserved more time um, we all know that everyone says that but I think, I mean, her being completely mad, I bought that for last episode. I'm down with that. But then during this one, you said you hate Grey Worm now. I don't hate him. That's just, that's what he is. He's got vengeance on his side now. He wants these people but, to pay. No, I don't I don't mean that in a negative way in terms of the story. I mean that in a positive okay, good. connotation right. because they 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 took him and, you know, I'm team, I'm team not destroy the city and not murder those who have surrendered and you're right it it works and it fits his character i'm saying that i enjoyed hating him i i he was he okay. became you know all of a sudden when there's conflict between two sets of characters that we have come to care for i've sided with i guess john and i'm I mean, it's it's all well established why Grey Worm is doing what he's doing, but at the same time, I'm like, God, I hate Grey Worm. What the fuck, Grey Worm? Like, I, you were my boy, you know. Like, well, it's so I, easy to side with the good because we're all good. Not all, but most people right. are good natured, well, and you're not dealing with but, war. You weren't raised this way to kill, and so it's so much easier from an outsider. Like, oh yeah, he's the good one. Like. A lot of people say Danny's the good one. She's the one that's trying to liberate these people. They're trying to free them from this tyrant. Well, she's right. Cersei was a tyrant. She didn't care about these people. Danny, these aren't her people. She's trying to rebuild a society that will follow her into the new world, which she's trying to create. See, and in a way, she did create that. She created what Grey she wanted. Grey Worm's motivation. Grey Worm's motivation to murder the Lannister soldiers after they've surrendered makes more sense than. Daenerys saying that, oh, Cersei used the innocent people against me, so I had to kill them when she could have just flown to the Red Keep and taken that out and left the rest of the city standing. The problem is we can't we can empathize with Danny. Right. She just did. We can empathize she, she, with Grey Worm. We can't empathize with Danny. She and that's why the handle on that one. Sometimes you make bad decisions as a leader. Sometimes you do the wrong thing for just pure vengeance. That was just pure vengeance, too. She was just angry. When you act out of anger, you don't think about things. This is what happens. I mean, sometimes you get the throne, but no one's going to want to follow you. But, but to me, this falls under, this makes no sense for her character. Oh, it doesn't. She should have been completely, she should have kept going. I mean, I told said this last week. After what happened, she should have just killed Jon. She should have just killed Tyrion right then and there. She knows there are threats. If she really wanted this to work well, but that's, out, that's what should That's happen. the point, is if she's going to murder the entire city, then yes, she should not feel anything for John and Tyrion. And, and just the idea, I, here's what I don't think is set up. 
I don't think it's ever set up for her to kill the innocent population of of King's Landing and do that. And I mean, she's she's ravaging them for a half hour before she ever makes it to the Red Keep to destroy Cersei. Who, so it's like, I'm not really sure. Again, this kind of goes back to what I talked about, you know, five, four or five weeks ago, the sandbox theory thing. It's you've just the only thing you're doing is you're not you're not relying on your characters' characters, or your the character of the characters. You're relying on the story that you want to tell, and just using the characters as devices to tell that tale, and whether or not it works with them. And that's why Game of Thrones has kind of failed in the last two seasons. Is it's just we're positioning the pieces on the chessboard. Um, whether or not it makes sense for them to be in that position. And so I, I can't buy into it. There's no way I just, I don't buy into Justin, the idea that, Oh, she just got so angry that she murdered the entire city because it's that, that she's been through loss before she's, she's had a number. She's had called Drogo die. She's had, um, Sir Barristan die. She's had betrayals on her watch. She's had a lot of reasons to be angry, but still the common theme is I am the queen of the people. I'm the but mother. she also didn't have Misa. all that firepower yet at that, at that point. She didn't have the army. She didn't have the dragon. She didn't have that rage built up at that point. I mean, she's been doing Cersei for a while now. She did ask Cersei to bend. Cersei I disagree. She had the uns. I disagree. When she was in Astapor and Yunkai and uh, Marine, she had the Unsullied, and she very could have easily let them loose on the city and and killed everyone to make a a point to the slavers or whoever else. But she wouldn't do that. She would never do that. In fact, she even tended to show mercy to the slavers. She didn't execute them in Marine. Instead, it's she executed restraint, even when her number one advisor is um, murdered. Uh, it it just doesn't it doesn't work, Justin. I'm sorry, it doesn't. And I think I'm just um I can see why someone would break. People are human too. You're not you're you, if you put them in a box like that, they have m- humanized traits that they're going like, well, this is what I want to do at this po- moment. You have compulsions that you can't you you give into sometimes, like that just happens. And after you do them, you sometimes regret those compulsions. Like so, at that moment, so well, if she might come to like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. So she just did this. If that's the case, if if that's the case within the context of a larger story, I think you have to establish that she's restrained herself before. And I don't think she has. I don't think there's ever been a case when when she's been about to do that and had to restrain herself from murdering the innocents. Now, if that was the case, that would have been very well built up. And here's the problem is I don't think I think this this uh, story end is probably not something they figured out until recently. So I, I, to me, it seems like the path they're going down was that Danny, or either they didn't know, and they're just going by source material and kind of just copying the source material into a show. And then maybe when they figured out, oh, we, we've got to end this in our own way. Um, but even so, I mean, it really took half the season for them to decide we want to begin to establish Daenerys as the Mad Queen. 
Um, I mean, imagine if in Marine, even if there's a scene or an episode back then where she's really struggling with the decision to, do I just murder all the slavers to, or, or all the slaves to make a point or, or, but, but I mean, she's been the champion of the people for so long. And she's said so many times, you know, I don't want to be queen of the ashes, which I'm okay with. Um, but, but I just, I would have wanted to see a better progression. It just comes across as they had no idea where they wanted to go with this story. And at the last, at the, 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 11th 12th hour they decide we're just gonna have her become the bad guy yeah i agree with that but also at the same time she was that close like when you're that close to getting something you'll do whatever it takes to finish it off some maybe she just wanted to run up the score on these people you know in football i want to win no matter what so i mean i could see it both ways i could see the groundwork yeah it wasn't the best they like they truncate everything when you truncate something you're gonna lose the nuances you're gonna lose that backstory that you might want well, to right see about earlier that. on. So that's just how, how it is. So, and that, I mean, I can give that. We're, we're talking more about the last episode than this one now. I don't know. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> I, I, there's not a lot to talk about. There well, was, I mean, frankly, Justin, there's not. Think about this. In, in, in the second longest episode of Game of Thrones, there's not a lot that really happened. Well, William, there was the a first lot of five drawn minutes out is walking. Yeah, Tyrion walking through the well, the I, John behind I'm okay him. with that. Five but, minutes. But, no, I liked it. I'm saying is, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, for, uh, filler was. yeah, I'm good with it. I I think it's good to to soak that in. I, I don't have a problem with it. But my my point is like there's there's really not a lot to, a lot to talk about. I mean they they handed us the loose ends of the string and they decided to just tie the bow in this one, which is kind of my wanna, my pet yeah, peeve. Yeah, is I that, agree. you said that last week. Go ahead. We didn't want that. We didn't want that. You said uh, yeah, that last week. so we didn't want that. But I want to make one correction of what I said last week. When I was talking about the three uh, incidents that were going to blow our mind, I was wrong about one of them. It was Hodor, Shireen, and I'm assuming it was uh, okay. John killing Danny. I'm assuming it's the third one, even though most people predicted that was going to happen. That didn't blow my mind. I was like, eh, okay, cool. <laughs> Let's move on. If, yeah. if Drogon would have burned John alive right there, I'm like, oh, crap, that's awesome. But that didn't happen. Uh, but then after... yeah the. So we can agree the first forty minutes we were pretty cool with. I'm assuming like that sounds like about right. We we like yeah the first no no 40 I mean uh, uh, in the context the, of what they did with this season what they yes, gave us I'm cool with it. Yeah, it was beautiful, yes. well written, in, in the, well acted. Everything it was, was well great. done. The, first but, of all, the, everything was well produced and well directed and well acted. Yeah, besides so Tyrion, I think he really should have been murdered right there, right then in there. But the second half, it was just a, it was. I was like, is something going to happen? Is something going to blow my mind? I was waiting for something just insane to take place, and nothing happened. It was just like a, a meeting so they, of almost there all There was Starks. an opportunity. So many Starks there. It's a Stark family yeah. reunion. <laughs> like, that wasn't even fair. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there's four Starks here, and there's, like, everyone else. Like, we, we waited two weeks to get them all here. So John and Tyrion have been suffering for two weeks, and now they're all disheveled looking. Ha ha. I can't. And then John didn't come so, down for some reason. That's stupid. Whatever. You, Go ahead. You, you reminded me of something. Um, just to tack on to my earlier comments. You're telling me that at that council meeting, they're just all in agreement that the king and queen of Westeros are both Starks. You're telling me they're, they're, that, exactly. that Yara Greyjoy and... And everyone are just fucking okay with that. You're fucking crazy. 
Anyway, all right, so here is, I want to say this before we, we, we get too far off topic, but um, the, I, I just think the theme of building a new world doesn't work with the show. And I, you talked about this a little bit, that, that, that you have the first 40 minutes of the show that works you know, really well, and then the tone changes, and, and I think that's just because the idea of building a new world is not part of the show. I think it, you'd be much better off leaving it at a cliffhanger of, I almost rather Tyrion shows up to that council and then it's like, okay, I guess we got to choose the new king. Fucking fade <laughs> to black. You know, just like you always say, leave us wanting more. Um, but, but then there's the scene where they had an opportunity when, when Bran says, I already kind of alluded to this, but... When Bran says, I have a way of finding Drogon, I wanted to see him like fucking get wheeled into like the crypts by Pod, <laughs> tell Pod to leave him alone. And so then like there. his fucking eyes, his eyes turn blue or something like a white walker, just something to be like, give me, give me something to think that there's more to this. But of course there's not. But here's, here's what should have happened here. Here's, here's. You keep. I like your use of the word truncated because that's how this feels. It feels like it just kind of ended abruptly. But I think the reason it feels like that is because of how they structured this season as this very linear story, solving plot point, not not able to solve a plot point until another one's been resolved. So having to solve the White Walkers first, then having to solve King's Landing, then solving the King. If you turn this season into, and this would have made more sense, I think, too, logically, turn it into an all-out war, the Great War of Westeros, and have everyone kind of band together, and you have two fronts of this war. You have, let's say, the Dothraki and the dragons and, and Danny fighting the walkers up north and trying to hold them back, while you have the Lannister army, who, who they still don't believe that the White Walkers are a threat, marching towards the north and you have the unsullied face them and just for six episodes you have the twists and turns of 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 a war um that would have been so much more compelling because then anything could have happened at any time and the idea that you're telling me that that the white walkers it was one battle the war is over king's landing one battle, the war is over. It's just boring. Like, I get it in the sense that, yes, Danny had a dragon, which, again, they can't really seem to make their minds up on how vulnerable dragons are. But um, the idea that, that it, it's just over that quickly, I wanted to see twists. I wanted to see turns. I wanted to see characters being tempted to another side, maybe... Jamie all of a sudden leaves the battle to, to fight for Cersei because he sees something that makes him want, you know, give us, and, and it doesn't have to be good versus evil. The whole idea that Game of Thrones is this good versus evil is very new. That's a very, like, last season, last two seasons type thing. Um, even for a very long time, Cersei's motivations are are very, you, you really can empathize with them. So, the idea that it, it turned into that, that, that John and Danny together fighting the White Walkers are bad and Cersei is bad, and that it's just turned into this simple good versus evil story is, is 
where Game of Thrones went wrong. So if it had been this big epic war with some really cool battles and, you know, it's hard to have, it's hard to have surprises when you're just doing this very linear story because you know people are going to die at the Battle of Winterfell. You know people are going to die at the Battle of King's Landing. We know what the end's going to be. We know that it's probably going to be Cersei's unseated and the White Walkers are eventually defeated somehow, but the question is at what cost? So if you surprise us with that, instead of just starting the episode, oh, it's the Battle of Winterfell, well, they're probably going to win. Or, oh, it's the Battle of King's Landing. Danny's probably going to win. It it would have been a lot more compelling and, and more... Well, my, my issue... Eh, that sounds fine. I mean, I don't know. They could have done literally... I mean, this is like... I'm not trying to have a like hyperbole here. Like anything they wanted. Like, they could have done anything. There was no... They had some bullet points. They could have chosen any kind of route. My problem is, like... You have the other six kingdoms here right now, correct? You have, you know, the Vale, you have Dorne, you have all these other places, the Iron Islands showing up. You didn't involve them in the story at yeah. all. You let them go. You totally disregarded anything they had to do with. And now yeah. they're going to show up to pick a new king. Like they have, they really, Sans is right. They don't have a right to even talk right now because they didn't help at all. They didn't do anything. Now it's not, it's not their fault it's the writer's fault they didn't write themselves out of the story but they had no connections to any of this so they have no rights to, that's right. why they don't want, yeah that's why they don't say much they don't have a right to say anything but that's kind of my point is like like think of the opportunities if you're in all-out war think of think of dorn showing up as as you know in the last minute to help out against king's landing or or the iron fleet you know turning and deciding that oh we're gonna euron dies or they wrote themselves into a corner when they they made euron. yeah they made king when they made king's landing or made cersei they made cersei alone they wrote themselves in a corner all she could do was to help with the the golden company with gold, she had no, nothing I, else to like, I think that gain. So no, because then you have no other allies to help her. Like, we have nowhere. There's no other tension within anywhere. the everyone's, context yeah, of, cool a big, with, uh, of a big of a big six episode nine hour war. They could have established her. No, no, no. I'm talking about just they should have done this eventually, like two seasons. Ago, yeah, but even this, this season. season. Well, I it agree. I agree. But ago. but even within the context of this season, they could have very well. I mean. What Cersei does is all politics. It's wheeling and dealing. And the idea that th that was a big problem with her this season is there were no deals. It was just her. Yeah. She did nothing. But but the, I would have she liked to nothing. see. I got gold. Within gold the context of, of this season, if you do that, if you do a big war, you you have her maybe side. You, you get Dorne on her side or, or, you know, she had the. That's what I'm saying. They had it. They could have done something like that. Right. Anything to make it. It's a world. It's not two fronts. There's seven kingdoms. You right. only are seeing two of them the entire time. It's it's not world building. You shrunk the world. That's why it got so boring. Because it was just shrunk to these two places. Even yeah. the opening credits, like, what? We're only going to talk about Winterfell right. and King's Landing. Enjoy. Hope you get bored as hell in the cold of the north or bored as hell in the south. Like, that was the big problem when you just, you close off the world. It's such a rich world, and you close it off to just these two people, Stark versus Lannister mm -hmm. versus Targaryen versus Stark versus Lannister. Like, it was just the trifecta there. Yeah, they're, like, the, the most important houses, I suppose. I mean, you have the deer on there so for Baratheons. They don't get, he gets to go off and have his own castle. 
But that was the main problem. Like, just when you have this council here, they write, like they said, they have no right to say anything because they didn't, they weren't involved in anything. You don't get a say, man. You didn't help at all. You didn't. The Northmen helped more than you, and they're just going back to the north to be free. I guess they don't they have to go back to freaking the words winters forever. That's not fun, but that's what they want, I suppose. Like seeing seeing Tormund there was cute. Seeing ghosts, which looked fake as hell. I got this whole show. Why can't you get a a dog? John touching a dog looks the fakest part of the whole show this time. <laughs> I was like, is he is he touching the dog? That doesn't look real. Um, but it was a cute moment between them. But yeah, when they, when you shrink a world that's so rich, it, it ruins everything. And that whole last forty minutes, I was like, I don't really care. I hope you all die right now. I hope, I hope Drogon shows up and just burns you all. That would have been a better ending and just kills them all. And then that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the show. Drogon killing them all. Peace out. And then they can, that's the end of the show. Done. The, because they got rid of the, 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 the big reason why it should have been a big war um, is because the Night King and the White Walkers needed to be they established them as a threat to the dragons in that episode last season when obviously the Night King takes out a dragon. So, which, which is really cool because it's like, okay, so the most powerful magical character has the ability to do this and then Euron takes one It was also really, really stupid. Easy. That whole, that episode was dumb. The episode you, was dumb. Which one? Where they go when they went the and got the white, that was like the dumbest decision you could have had. Well, I, like, I agree. Just, I, I have a lot of problems. The with odds it too, of you getting a white but, is super rare, anyway. All right, I'm not talking but, about the episode whatever. as a whole. I'm talking about the just the plot. No, it just that, bothered me. I'm just saying. All right, but but my point here is that the the very small or the the idea that the establishing that the Night King is powerful enough to destroy a dragon and that. I think was a good thing that was established, but it was totally, I, I, I mean, it was wiped away by the fact that Euron then can take one out and then, oh, anyone can do it. But then in the next episode, oh, wait, no. Well, if you get one right in the miss. neck, got it right in the neck. <laughs> There's so many problems with that. Neck shot. Okay. But no, whatever. I'm okay with that. They just want to thin the lines, thin their budget, get rid of a dragon. I'm, I'm, That's okay. I'm not okay it with really it. It doesn't really affect it's, the story too much. Imagine see, two dragons versus the whole city. It would have been they burned had down to, half the But time. that's my point. The thing that's gone. my point is I, they had to do it for the sake of the plot because you're right. Two dragons, I mean, imagine. what there's. It had to feel – it didn't feel – the dragons had no – had no adversary and that's why the white walkers needed to stick around a little bit longer or the, or at least the dragons are fighting the white walkers on one front and the unsullied takes King landing King's landing on another. So it's, it's more of a, you know, it's, it's more of a battle. It's, it's more of a hardship. There's actually stakes and it's not like, Oh, we've got the unsullied. We've got the entire North. We've got a dragon. The only thing holding us back is that Cersei's using the innocence against us. But we have a dragon, so we could just go burn the Red Keep to the ground, free King's Landing, yay, it's over, which is the really simple solution. However, you're telling me that all the tacticians between Tyrion and Jon Snow and Daenerys and Grey Worm couldn't think of that? Yes. They're exactly. all Jon Snow is one of the worst battle strategists of, of all of them. Like when you actually break it down in his plan, it's just stupid. When you have all these things. I mean, really the He's dragon should have been bastard. taken out. The dragon should have been taken out in the Battle of Winterfell by Viserion. That would have been yeah. more poignant. Just get it done then. 
So, but they wanted a surprise attack. And then why didn't Euron and them just take the whole freaking uh, Dragonstone for themselves? Why don't they just go hang out on okay, the actual I, land? I have a question. Um, Set up camp, the, man. I have a question because I'm not clear on this. Uh, in the Battle, Battle of Winterfell, which dragon is the one that gets really injured? Uh, it's um, Viserion. Viser- or- no, that's the one that's the ice dragon. Rhaegal? It's the other one. Rhaegal, yeah. Okay, and then Rhaegal dies the next episode? Yes. He's the one that gets like, so chewed is that, up by Is that kind of your point? Is like, why not just at least kill him? Yeah, then? you might as well yeah, okay, just take him you. out. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm they, confused which dragon is which, but all right. But I, I know why it. they did that, because if they would have had the one dragon with Danny on it, they would have shot that one, obviously, and then she wouldn't have a dragon. So They didn't need to do that at all. They didn't need the scene with But see, own. Cersei was a smart one. Like, she's the one actually strategy in. Like, of course they're going back to Dragonstone. You know where their base is. Just go there and kill them. Like, what are you doing? Just set up set up snipers. Set up anything. Set up traps. Bomb the freaking place. Have something ready for them. You know they're going back there. When you know when someone's base is and they don't have it defended, which they didn't. Like, does anyone ever stay on Dragonstone? It looks pretty empty all the time. There's no one ever there. So, like, go destroy it. Go take it out. Do something. Like, they, they have all these... They, let's put ships in the harbor. That's all we're going to do is put some ships there. And hopefully the dragon comes through this specific part. Because <laughs> if it comes overhead, we're screwed. But if he's flying from the, the east over here, we'll have this uh, Goonies rock in front of us. And we're going to hide behind it. And they did. But, yeah, uh, going back to the end of the season, you have, you have them get Bran. He's the new king. He didn't go all that way for nothing, he says. Um, well, can we can we talk about that? What, you... what do you think of the idea of him? Like the idea of the three-eyed raven, I feel like is he lives like kind a long of, time, doesn't he? Well, but the the idea of of the three-eyed raven and being the person who sees all, and kind of when he goes through that training a couple seasons ago, it kind of it feels like it goes against the idea of being the ruler of Westeros. So the idea that that he's just like, when he was like, oh, why do you think I came all this way or whatever? I'm like, oh, shit. Maybe maybe he's, there's something more to this. Maybe he's like, you know, the bad guy here. That'd be fucking awesome. But no, of course not. Hopeful. Actually, I was talking to my cousin about this, uh, Lane, about like an hour ago. And he asked the same question, like, why the hell would Bran be on the Iron Throne? And my answer was, he's just a figurehead. He's just a playstone to show that this world can change. he's Because in the small council meeting, where does he go? He leaves right away. He's not part of the actual world. He's just there to show anybody can be king, anybody can be queen at this point, and that's all it was. It's well, see, but that's, that's my thing is like... As a figurehead. Is they, they set it up where... I mean, they, they really set it up, and maybe I'm just projecting, but I thought they set it up for, like, Bran to, to have some scene at the end where there was something a little nefarious going on. Like, they set it up where he says, why do you think I came all this way? That's not very Bran or Three-Eyed Raven-ish. And then, like you said, he leaves the small council meeting. No, and then he leaves the small council meeting early at when it when there's a talk of kind of magic early, versus just magic. It literally just started. What? He's like, well, it's been about 30 seconds. I'm done. <laughs> Bye, oh, guys. yeah. Um. It was but like but I was like, oh, oh, shit. I, I really thought they were going to show something really cool where 
like I already said this, I thought they, you know, Podrick would wheel him down somewhere and then leave him. And then he would do something really kind of, you know, like, I don't know, show that I, I really wanted. The I was hoping he, he was... could warg. Yeah. Maybe warg into the dragon, see what he sees. That would have been cool. Like he's like, Hey, I can, I can control this dragon a little bit. But no, I'm assuming that he's like Professor X now, and that's just what he does. He just kind of <laughs> goes off the Cerebro and hooks himself up to the Weirwood trees and does his with, thing. Within the context of the story they created, I, I just want to wrap this up. My, my main two problems. Um, number one, it was wrapped up too pretty. Um, it doesn't need this pretty tie-it-in-a-bow ending. It, it needs a little bit of a cliffhanger. Leave us wanting more. Um, give us, you know, just have some sort of ambiguous end. And then the second thing is, which I don't, I don't know if I said this already, but I don't buy into Jon Snow. Uh, Jon Snow should have self-exiled himself after killing Daenerys because he really is at that point a defeated character. He's killed the woman he loves He's broken his vows, and you know he's all about his vows. He made vows to Queen Daenerys. Um, I would have liked to see him like just, just to, like re- them really embrace the John is broken. He's a tragic character, and he's self-imposing a an exile to the wall. So I, I liked how that ended with John really kind of being the tragic character at the end. I just didn't like the idea of oh, Grey Worm wants you gone to the wall. But Grey Worm is leaving for Essos, so... To, no, to, yeah, to North. Back to the to island of Masinde's North. country. Masin, yeah. I was really hoping that John would just get executed, and that would have bookended the first... Uh, the one that passes the sentence has to swing the sword, and he just gets chopped his head off, and that could have been the end. I was hoping he just died, because I think going to the wall is a worse... Is worse than dying. Well, I, I, don't I think agree. There my problem with him dying again. is like that's just ridiculous. My problem with him dying is he's already died, and it's just like okay, we're. Doing I know, it. but, but, but my point is, I mean, I, I think you get it. I mean, it's just like, you know, you you've you had his death, you had his death scene, um, especially in the books, because at this point in the books he's still dead. Um, he does not. If he comes back, it hasn't happened yet. Um, so his well, death is, it's a big, in some way, I think it's going to be different than in the show, but I mean, his death's a big deal, especially because in terms of the books, he's been dead for like nine years now. So, um, but, but I think, I, I just think the idea of him, him dying again is just, it's not quite, it doesn't quite work. So I, I, I like that, but yeah, I just I, want to see that. I want him just to die because he got. Who wants to go to the wall? That's like the worst place. Why do you even have the wall anymore? What are you protecting now? Nothing. Well, like, so what that's what I would have liked to. That's why I would have liked them to establish a reason for that, or or even like, even if if it's a throwaway I mean, line. The, to the forest where it started. That's where it started. In forest, the first episode. Now in the forest, and that one. I get. That. Yeah, cool. even if it's a throwaway line. The first one. Right. Even if it's a Good throwaway job. line where, but but even if it's it's a line where they're like, oh, we want you to go. <laughs> Uh, brands like I want you to go assist the wildlings. They'll need help building their new home or something like that. Like, give me something. You gotta go find cold hands. Go find cold hands. Cold <laughs> hands is fucking still. dead. <laughs> and, 
But they don't know that. They don't know. They never saw him die. He was fighting whites. He could have got away. Oh, that's been hilarious. I gotta find Benchin. I gotta find Uncle Benchin. That's my <laughs> message and my mission. That's what Brand told me to do. Benchin's out here somewhere. He saw him I, in the um, snow. I liked. Um, yeah, I didn't. I just. I didn't like him. I, we, we predicted he would go to the Night's Watch, but I didn't want him to go to the Night's Watch. Like, we both thought he'd go to the Night's Watch, but he did. <laughs> I didn't, well, I, didn't I think it was that obvious happen. that he would, but um, I don't know. I'm okay with it. I, I like that obvious. he did. No, I it was, but but I like that he did. I, I wanted him to be the tragic character who has to live with. I love that... Uh, I love that he he said, I think it was to Tyrion, he he asks him, he's like, did I do the right thing? And he's clearly like, it was actually really good, really good acting by Kit Harington, um, especially in this episode. I actually thought um, he kind of certainly was outshined by Tyrion, uh, by, uh, God, what's the actor's name? Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. uh, It's not even fair. But but, uh, Kit Harington did a great job. But, But the line where he's like, did I do the right thing? I love that. I thought that was great. Um, just the because uh, yeah, it, it was a it, broken man, just like it, questioning his yeah. Whole, it it hammered home. It hammered home the tragedy, and I think it should have. I I think we didn't need the rebuilding of Westeros and the scenes with the small council, and even as nice as kind of the Brienne writing Jamie's um Jamie's story in the book what, we didn't how do need books it. work there how do books work there <laughs> she's like I'm just gonna go into the middle and add some stuff here and then I'm gonna rebind the whole thing and then add some stuff here no, uh, they leave you know what I was right. really thinking well wait wait, wait wait I was really thinking and he fathered a child with Brian of Tarth. I was hoping that was gonna be written down and it wasn't I was like no his seed is strong. <laughs> I was really open for that. That would have made me... If she would have written that, I'd be like, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. JV's got a child coming, baby. Oh, my God. That would have been do amazing. You know, do you know whose last words... How could that not words, have happened? Do you know whose last words were, the seed is strong? No. John Aaron. You're on? <laughs> John Aaron. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, his last words were, the seed is strong. Anyway. Um, got them I, blonde-haired kids coming out of... Uh, no, they, the way it works is that the last, the, I'm pretty sure the only people who get pages in the book are the commanders of the, of the, or the Lord commander of the Kingsguard. I don't think it's all the Kingsguard. So I get I think it, but I'm saying like, they're like, here's some pages, but yeah, but who does that? Like, oh, this person might have about 20 pages. <laughs> this person might get 10. <laughs> he kind of sucks. And it's like, they have to rebind the book. It's like, it's just so stupid. I was like, that is not how you write a book. It makes no sense. That's okay. Yeah, Brienne the, and the Tyrion the Tyrion. It's like, it's it like just a got journal. too cute. I agree. No, 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 you're right. You're right. Like you're right. You're right. No, no, you're right. It was too cute. And kings, it didn't, but, but again, all right. So the point here is that, yes, like this, 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 tying up the bow and the the building of the new world was was unnecessary. I think it needed to end on a tragic sour note and let the audience let your viewers kind of put together that yes, this is a tragedy. However, you know, there's room to build from this. We don't need to be shown all this, you know, kind of melan- melancholy hopefulness. It doesn't work. I mean, they're showing I, I that liked... because they're showing that she that she did her job, and and all, well, all this I get happened. It, but um, Danny did it. She she broke the wheel. She changed the world. She did, 
she had to die for it, but she was going to die anyways, no matter what happened. Like, she can't live on forever. So eventually, this would have maybe came to pass, but she did it. She did her, her whole journey. Her arc was finished. She, she broke the wheel. There's democracy now. One independent nation, like we said. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah I'm think not the other convinced there is. Up. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want that too. <laughs> I take back no, my eye. I no, take, uh, change it to a see, no. <laughs> but see, like, I'm not convinced there is democracy because, again, not all. You don't have the seven kingdoms united. It's in, in, you have the infancy, two Starks the ruling it. of democracy. No, I fucking yeah, hope that infancy of democracy. In, in my it's version infancy. of the the continuance of this this saga, um, all the other kingdoms rise up against the north because fuck, we don't want two Starks being kings. We want to be king. Okay, if- hey, hey, get this. Do you think? I this is what I thought when I first watched this episode. I actually texted my dad because he was like texting me about this this episode. He watched it later too, and I was texting him back like I was drunk and I was like. I think oh. there's going to be some spinoffs. Like, we're going to have yeah. Arya's well, West of West. We're going to have the the Party okay. of Five with the Small so, Council. We're going to have The Wall with Jon Snow. It's going to be like these all these offshoots I'm gonna, all coming together. I'm you gonna might cr- wish there might be an uprising. Can I crack an egg of knowledge on your head? Sure. Okay. I love the way that so, feels. There is a spinoff currently filming. I think it just began filming. Yeah, actually but last I think it's like the, the prequel, it's a, right? It's a it's prequel the, from about a thousand years ago, which is, yeah. um, which is based. Yeah, I know about on, that one. I'm talking about. The, I right. think they're setting we're, up. We're just hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So the one that's currently filming is takes place, I guess, thousands of years ago, or at least a thousand years ago, which will be interesting mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I don't know how much you know about the mythology. I guess you've re- been reading the books a bit, but it should take place during Valyria, which is really interesting because there's something called the doom of Valyria, which is this unknown cataclysm of the, the greatest, um, the greatest, uh, what's the word? Civilization that has existed within this universe, even greater than the ones that are millennia later. So Valyria was just this incredible city, and it's even there's even some lines when I think uh, there's Jora and Tyrion sail through Valyria um, when oh, yeah, Jora okay. has the him. Stone Men is that that place? Yeah, that's the Stone Men part. So that's old Valyria where okay. the Stone Men are. So anyway, but there's a there's a couple throwaway lines where I think Tyrion even says like, "How did we, you know, how is it that we can't build cities like?" Valyria once was or whatever but but anyway so it looks like it's going to take place then but that's going to be interesting because within the Game of Thrones universe or the the Song of Ice and Fire universe there's no nobody really knows what happened to Valyria so that'd be really interesting if they show that however I'm with you so there will be the no idea, history on it then that's good the the when even though it was a little bit corny when um when when Arya's like I'm gonna go west and I'm on record I do not like mm-hmm. Arya's character that was one of the best character moments because it fits her character and all of a sudden we have that sense of adventure we have the Pirates of the Caribbean theme come in and uh, and she's 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 sailing out to uncharted territory I love that that was great mm-hmm. I want to see more of that thank you for at least giving me you know something more to want from Arya who I can't freaking stand so that was great. Um, but, but as far as everything else goes, I don't care about what happens with Westeros. I, I honestly don't care. John's story is pretty much told. I'm 
kind of assuming he dies at the wall or north of the wall and and he ends up being this this tragic character but Ariel left me wanting more so I like that you said well that. dude I would watch a sitcom version of the party of five <laughs> council I would watch that because oh, no. You got Braun there, my boy Braun. He that was, I told you he was gonna Braun, be a good guy at the end. He's he's like he's part of the council, Braun of all so people. He I made think, it this far. You're like, he's not gonna do it, he's not a hero, man. He's gonna he's gonna kill his brothers, he's gonna kill his mother, he's gonna kill everyone. And he gets just he gets he gets high guarded. Of all places, he gets high guarded. So all in all, all in all, I liked um Braun's story kind of flies under the radar that he's Dude, this guy who Braun. just fucking like the best. <laughs> is from nothing and I'd he sees an story. opportunity he sees an opportunity to fight for Tyrion because you know Tyrion's got some money and he just keeps on you know piling on and he ends up getting high garden and he's a part of the decision makers of Westeros I like that as hey, stupid man. as victims the of scene circumstance was, ain't always bad <laughs> I was okay, I was okay, laughing wait, wait, my wait, ass wait. off. The scene, the scene wasn't stupid. It just didn't fit the tone of what they just did. Like it didn't okay, fit. It should have been a but separate that's, episode. That's what I mean. It didn't fit. Okay, I'm it's talking totally about stupid in context. Scene. It's a good scene. Yeah, it doesn't make right. sense in what they're doing right now. It's like, I'm hey, here's some levy. Remember the show was funny and fun? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Remember that six years ago? No, I, I we did I'm, have some good times with these people. Arf, 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 arf. Like that's what it was. That's all I was trying to do. And I get like, it. Oh, they ruined my chairs. Like I got the comedy. It just didn't fit when you just the... killed the queen who you built up for eight years. You just took her out, and now you're gonna have some fun. Like that makes no sense. I don't no, understand Bron, what um, you're trying to do. Bron, Bron was I I I'm I definitely laughed out loud. I liked the the kind of like I clapped last thing with Bron having to say everything last like uh. You know what I'm talking about? Like he would have to say, I don't even remember yeah. what he was saying, but like that was, I thought it was funny. I liked Braun in the scene. I liked that. I, I was kind of wondering, I didn't like, I think they underused him this season. I would have liked to see him be more part of the war, uh, but instead he's just kind of relegated to the background. That's not Braun though. Braun don't want to do that. He don't want to fight if he's going to die. Well, but he that's my what, point. What's best but, for himself. But that's my point is like give him – they they very easily could have been well, like – Well, they tried to of, give him a reason and they didn't. Right. But they could have easily instead of just like him show up with a crossbow, him say like, oh, you know, we'll give you a high guard and you help us fight for the – you know, just something. Just give us a reason to see him fight because he's, he's such a fun, compelling character, so – um, but he's so selfish he wouldn't do it unless it was he got something out of it yeah i mean i wish there was more brawn i think everyone wishes there was more brawn like he is one of the best but then again if you get too much brawn you might get annoyed by him just like small doses on anything um but yeah that that scene was great it just didn't fit the rest of the episodes it just it felt like two separate yeah, things to me you know what i thought about that was entities what i thought about that was i'm like what I felt like I was watching was something that sometimes TV shows do after they finish is they'll release like an epilogue. Like Lost did this. Um, some other shows did this where they just Not release many TV like, shows do that. I don't think that happens a lot. I believe the X-Files <laughs> did it. And it's a um, no, the, uh, the X-Files did a lot of bad things. Yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. But, uh, but it felt like I was watching something that was like, like something you see like as a DVD extra 
It was just like it. It, it was kind just of, like it should have been a, because it, it should have been fit. Danny dying right then at the end. That should have been the end of the episode. Oh, that I, I'm been with the you. Ultimate episode, her dying. I would have been, been okay beautiful. with that being the finale have, of the what's going to happen next. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd be I disagree. Great too. I'd be down with that. If what I don't want to know what happens. Uh, no, yeah, I I don't like I I I'm no, with saying you. that would have been great if she would just die and that's it. You're like, well, that's us. Oh no no no. <laughs> what's going to no, happen I, next? I, but what you were saying was what you're saying is because it's totally different. Put it in another episode, right? Yeah, you need it. Like, it didn't okay. fit. It, that should have been a separate thing. And then you could have fleshed out what the hell's going on in the last one. Like, you could have done more instead of just, like, yeah. this 40-minute quick thing about, hey, so, we're, uh, we're all friends now, and we're going to give this guy the throne. I hope you guys are cool with that. So, all right. But sorry, I, brother. I don't want to be under your rule, but you know, is it cool? Of course, I'm your brother. But I'm not really your brother because I'm not Bran anymore. <laughs> I am I'm gonna. Raven. I'm going to tie this to Harry okay. Potter for a second. So at the end of Harry Potter oh, seven cool. in the in the book, I'm trying to remember, is the scene mm-hmm. with where it's like I don't know how many years later and they're at, at King's Cross or whatever. Is oh, that a lot. is that an I epilogue? It's twelve years eleven eleven years later, yeah, it is. It's an epilogue. Okay. So yeah, when I watched it on. on when they did it on screen, I you know, they did a good job with those Harry Potter movies. But I didn't like that. I didn't yeah. want it. Didn't it felt weird when they added that in at the end? I think it would have been better if they just ended it. Um, but but that's kind of yeah, how I felt. They stuck pretty close to the books, though. I mean, but they I, were, I'm I'm okay the with them sticking it, close so. to the books. But the idea of an epilogue is that it's it's really apart from the story. It's it's not part of the story. Yeah. It's something that that is is just you know here's a little bit more. It's just here's additional information, like later. here. Yeah. So happened, so within the context of a uh, of of film, the I just it, it didn't I but that was I, one of my biggest problems with the Harry Potter series was they added that at the end because first of all it looked terrible them like <laughs> trying to CGI Harry Potter with some Mexican CGI, mustache. I don't think they just makeup. They just makeup. It, whatever it was. It was, was, bad, it was like bad makeup. Anyways, um, but the difference will that was eleven years. Like that was a long time. This is two weeks. It's only two weeks that goes by. I don't think it matters, Justin. No, I don't think it matters. I agree. It should have ended. It's not about. It's not about the. It's not about how much time has passed. It's about whether you can fit this information, as you keep saying, tonally into the story. And in the case of Harry Potter Seven, I don't think it worked. Just as it didn't work with work within. Uh, the last episode of Game of Thrones. It worked. It was just more of it like didn't. fans. No, it didn't like how work. you read this in the book. Oh, here's this cute little scene. I don't care about Harry's kid. No one else cares. If you about want him. it to be a tragedy, make it a tragedy. Don't you don't have to I agree. To That's why I wanted provide. two separate episodes. Knock it out. Done. Now let's go from sad to kind of somber to maybe some levity. And then you can have some jokes at the end and then get sad again because it did a the bell release curve it, right there. It went release from, it as a you know, Blu ray extra. Waking up. I, I would have rather yeah, seen this yeah, as something later like because I don't cut. I don't yeah well no not even a director's cut I don't want it to be part of I don't think it should be part of the story because it doesn't fit with the story but um I think it, it needs to be totally, separated I like those scenes I'm not gonna lie I like the scenes it just didn't make sense it didn't fit. I didn't like the scene with the choosing brand. That scene was just awkward and didn't really flow very well. well I agree with that. That was that, the longest like, right, scene. Them rebuilding. I'm, that was long. I was like, I'm cool with this. I just doesn't making. It doesn't fit 
but I like it. It's funny. I laughed. It made me happy. So it did its job. But then going on each Starks, like, yeah, at the end, like, here's where this Stark went. Here's where this Stark went. Here's where that Stark went. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. And then it ended with John walking into the woods. And I was like, that's it. Nothing so here's the thing. Me. If if they get rid of, I actually think that, again, I disagree with the decision for Sansa to be Queen of the North. I, I very, very strongly disagree. I call that episode one of our podcast, Queen of the North. Queen of the North, they finally said it. I was so happy. I was like, yes, oh, Queen of the North. Disgusting. Oh, I, was with I disagree part. with the decision. It. I think it, it, it does not work with how they've established her character throughout the series. But, but, if they get rid of this, the, North, the if they get rid of the scene with, I don't know, I, I'm okay, I like, I liked the scene. I thought it was well done, obviously well directed. I, I don't think we have, we disagree on the direction of the show. I think we can agree that the direction. No, of production that's what I was is telling really my cousin. He, he was like, "My cousin's like, why aren't you so like? Why aren't you as critical as you normally are?" And I was like, okay. "How can you be so critical of flawless execution except for one Thank piece you. of this, which is the writing?" No, you're right. How can you be the, so the, hateful? Not the writing. To these the, the story. Put, the plot. Because yeah, it, well, when we talk about writing, writing, you have to write the story. Well, but but okay, but okay, I think that you need to make a distinction. You need to make that distinction because okay, the story writing wise. is good. Okay, you're you're correct. The writing is well put, although character motivations and story. Okay, sure. That was the only part that w- was slightly under par from what you're used to, and the bar is set so high because of George R. R. Martin, which I explained to him too. Like they're getting expertise writing here yeah. and they have to go to themselves which is, they're not as good writers as him that's just how no. it is they're not as smart they're not as intricate they're not as as clever as he is and that's just how it is you have to accept that you're not getting this from him you're getting this from mm-hmm. them so you have to kind are, of lower your bar a little bit and it's yeah. just a tv show it's not your life it's not going to affect you on any personal level it's not going to change the way you see the world it's just a show and we can enjoy it and you can hate it you can okay hate's a strong word you shouldn't hate something and a lot of people put a lot of work into this but you can have your criticisms of it, but don't go on the internet and sign petitions for millions of people <laughs> to redo it. Are you out of your mind? Did Lane like, sign the petition? It's a freaking show. Get over... Who knows? Probably. Get over <laughs> yourself. It's a fucking show. Like, what? Well, you, you spend so much time so I, doing something else and, like, uh, hating and going and spitting your vile shit on the internet and how you hate these people and they ruin Game of Thrones for you. Dude, you have the book still. You have seven other seasons. Okay, six and a half other seasons that are the best quality you can pretty much get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Does this show, what would you rank this among the rest of shows in the entire world? Top five, easy. Like, are there yeah. other shows better than this? Yes. All the way through? Yes. But is it top five? Yes. There's thousands of shows. And people are like, this is what's wrong with this world. It's so toxic. It drives me crazy. And it made me sad when my cousin's like, why aren't you so... Why aren't you being so like, critical of this and hating it? I was like, dude, I don't have that room in my heart to hate something that's so good just because I stumbled once. I can have my criticisms. I cannot like parts of it, but like, I'm not going to go on the internet. I'm like, I hate their well, guts. They ruined my life. Go to hell. D&D so, forever. Like, but I think, sorry, I think you have a soapbox for me. My bad. No, I, I'm with you. I'm actually with you. Sweaty there. <laughs> Justin, I'm with you 100%. The idea of taking the glass half full viewpoint, I think, is 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 good because there is so much positive um, that 
you know, we compare this, if we're comparing this to other TV shows, you know, it's, it's hard to, like, you take, like, something like Breaking Bad, which was, like, flawless and perfect all the way through. Um, and what these two showrunners, uh, Weiss and Benioff, have done is, I mean, they're masters of adapting a story to the art medium of film. They, I, I don't think there's any, you know, despite the fact that, that the actual physical, like the, the actual plot, the story became lacking for the past couple seasons, um, that didn't take away from their ability to adapt that story to film to the point where even though they're, you know, the story was really lame. I really felt a lot of emotion from their direction, from their use of the music. The other know. directors too. It wasn't just them. Other directors too. Sapochnik was amazing. Yeah. He did oh, the, he's the, the guy who does ones. the main yeah. battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Uh, battles, I hope he does yeah. some. I hope he gets hired to do. I think he is already hired to do some big movies, but. Um, I don't know, but whatever he's, he does, like that's yeah. that's going no, he's, off a he's got a couple things. No, no, no. I I was reading this the other day. He's got a couple big things coming out, so I'm looking forward to that. But no, I'm well, with he you. Like it. he probably got it for the Battle of the Bastards. I was. But the, those guys, I mean, they they knew how to pick. Um, they knew how to choose their directors. They knew how to to craft this story. You know, using. HBO TV is their medium and they did an excellent job with it. And, you know, essentially, you know, people will argue this, but, you know, the, the master story writer who is George R. R. Martin, um, you know, they didn't have material from him anymore and they kind of had their go to go their own way. And, you know, despite it, there being a clear drop off, um, they did a great job with, you know, the, the art aspect of it, how, you know, I can see where, you know, you've got a lot of fans that are totally spoiled by this. And I think it would have been the same way I, I use breaking bad as an analogy, just cause can you imagine like all of a sudden that last season of breaking bad is just absolutely God awful. How do we reflect back on the show? Um, so, but you know, wait, one jump in real quick, real quick, hold on. But the difference between breaking bad and game of Thrones is the expansive Game of Thrones compared to what you got like five or six characters in Breaking Bad? These guys have to juggle so many. We had thirty six people to start off our little draft here. People are gonna die. The thirty six main characters, well, pretty much, versus Breaking th- Bad's five. Like, that's the amount of pressure I think they that's, had on them. To I make think it that's worthwhile. I think it's disingenuous because I think Breaking Bad. Uh, you're you're looking at two totally different stories that have. They oh, yeah, each I agree. have their that's own challenges, like, but they each have their own challenges. In the case of Game of Thrones, it's having a, I mean, absolutely humongous cast of characters that you want to do justice to everyone, and it it, it only expands. You're right, um, but you know, certainly Breaking Bad had its challenges too. Is is you've, you know, you you had these characters develop to this point. How do you give resolution to? some of the most well-developed characters in the history of TV. So it, it certainly had its challenges. But, but you only but, had to give it to really Walt. That's the one well, you really, easy, totally cared about was Walt. It's easy for us to he say in hindsight, to, to finish. but it's easy for us to say in hindsight because they gave us a really great finish. Um, the, the, the problem is, is that, again, these the guys that were hired to do this show were great adapters. Um, 
they're not great plot writers. And that's okay. It worries me a little bit with the Star Wars movies coming up, but at least we know that those Star Wars movies, they're going to be well-directed. They're going to be... I think I think it's going to be a lot like... It, it reminds me a lot of Force Awakens, in which the plot was really not fleshed out. It was thin. Um, there's a lot of holes. Um, there's, you know, but but everything was really well done. Um, the dialogue was great. The direction was great. The acting was excellent. Um, you know, everything's put together very well. The only thing missing was like, you know, you're just reusing a plot that's already happened. But it was still an enjoyable film. So that that's, I kind of liken it to that. Um, you know, so all in all, I, I, I'm kind of... I kind of went into this podcast with a more negative perspective, but I, I want to take the glass half full because there is a lot to enjoy. And I think, you know, this is a show that I will go back and rewatch many times um, until those sixth and seventh books ever come out, um, which I will talk about in a second. I actually have a theory on that. But, uh, but I mean, just uh hats off to db weiss and what's the other guy's name benioff i forget their names yeah but david um, benioff i think is his name yeah david benioff i mean um you know not the direction i would have liked to see it go in i think we strayed away from what the song of ice and fire series really was but they crafted a really beautiful show that despite the fact that i disagreed with some of their decisions I got emotional over things, especially in the third episode and in this last one at the end, just thanks to, again, I'm a musician, so good music is always going to go really far for me. Um, and and they had a musician that they worked really well with and were able to put, put things together with. And um, the actors, especially Peter Dinklage, kind of stealing the show. Um, you know, I think it's, despite a lot of fans being disappointed in the direction of the plot they they crafted a you know they they crafted the story that they had really well so look they they wrote the story they wanted to write that's just how it is even though you might have all the conspiracies and like they didn't want to do it and this is what they came up with blah, blah blah i don't care like that's what they wanted to do that's what they wanted to do art is art it can but the people that go on there and just straight with straight hate and bile just to just be assholes basically i don't understand that well i totally don't get that like why you want to be that way it's not i understand you didn't make this stuff you didn't you didn't create it you're not you're not living this is okay will this is my problem you like sports a lot for the most part kind of right yeah i I watch all fan i'd say but you you watch sports i I don't understand those fans that are diehard like they get emotionally disturbed when their team loses like they're not part of the team like they didn't they didn't go to school they don't they don't they're not part of the braves they're not part of whatever the panthers whoever team they're they're for but they're so invested and i don't understand why like you you didn't do anything to earn this investment you're not you're not a booster you're not on the team you're a fan of something you have no right to be disgruntled if they lose i mean you can be like oh man it sucks we lost but to get like angry about something because another person failed you it bothers me and like that's how fans are of shows like you're getting upset emotionally so upset just because of something let you down like 
I understand it's human nature, but at the same time, look at it from a bigger uh, perspective, I guess I'd say, and that you're yeah. better than this pretty much. Like, well, they're, 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 they're trying their best to make you happy and you're being a complete asshole and a completely missing maybe their art at some points. Like, well, just, hey, I, this isn't what I wanted. I, we, we talked about this the other day. I texted you saying, no one goes to an artist saying, hey, man, I hate that. Can you have someone redo it for me? No one's going to a, a book writer. Like, I don't like the way you wrote that book, really. Can you rewrite it for me? Like, you don't ever hear about this. It's like only the film media for some reason, like, hey, go redo that. Like, is that simple to go redo something? It takes thousands of people to make these things. Hundreds of hours, thousands of hours, and people are just like, eh, I don't like that. Okay, go have someone else do it better for me. I'm going to sign a petition because that's going to make HBO go, oh, yeah, we should redo this whole thing. <laughs> we should redo Star Wars Episode Eight. We should just redo, redo Return of the Jedi. I mean, not Return of the Jedi. We should redo The Last Jedi. That makes total sense because you well, signed a petition. Redo Last Jedi, We're going, but... Yeah, like, no, it's done. It, what's done know, is done. Move okay, on with so, your life. So, it's just Justin, a show. It's just I think a movie. I don't understand you... it. Just you my, and I, I my personal no 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 with but you're not you're not wrong I think you and I can empathize with um, can empathize a little bit better you I mean obviously my field of of business is music you know I make a living um, in music and um, you are a great visual artist I still have art that you've given me you know a decade ago. Um, whether you, or not you will admit it, I will tell our audience you are a very, very talented drawer and uh, visual artist. But okay. I think on that level... Mediocre at best. On that level, we can empathize with other artists and we can appreciate that. Whereas I think non-artists, um, it, it's viewed as... it. it Art itself is not understood at the same level that maybe you and I get it at, and it's seen as more of a chore or a job, and it's so it's it, it's it's a black white coin flip kind of pass fail, and so a lot of people just view it as up um, oh, they got it wrong, so it's bad, so it needs to be redone, um, and and I think that. Because, you know, it, it's like the the problem is, is Game of Thrones has been so good and the plot was there for so long. And then all of a sudden, when the only thing that drops out is the plot, um, you know, it's noticeable, A. And B, uh, you're grading against one of the most difficult curves in TV cinematic history. So, so people are, are willing to just, you know, they, they're looking at it as, you know, the bar has been set so high that, you know, a bad episode for Game of Thrones, while for any other show, it would be, you know, beautiful and stunning is just viewed as, you know, trash. And so this last season, while comparatively, certainly these have not been plot wise, the best episodes. Um, I think they've done a lot of other things a lot better than some of them. And and again, I'll go back to the music and, and to uh, production and the visuals and stuff. And there are things they've done, I think, a lot better in this season than in previous. Um, so that's kind of where I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt and, and give credit where credit's due. 
Um, but I think that's where non-artists are, you know, there's an expectation that CGI is going to look good and that music is going to be great and that visuals are going to be stunning. And where the expectation isn't is in the storytelling itself. So um, I think that's where artists can appreciate what the show has done this last season, whereas other people can't. I don't know. I can see that. Yeah, that makes sense. I still point it to like the just I like the sports analogy works for me because I don't understand <laughs> why people get so upset about that kind of thing when they have no they've done nothing to help this team. <laughs> they don't go to practices. They're not there on the field. And that kind of just makes me kind of sad for these kinds of people um, that they get so invested in it. Like they're gonna go on there and, and yell at this person that they don't know how much they suck. <laughs> like yeah. and you can do the same thing to D and D here. Like you guys suck. Cause you messed up like this thing for me. Uh, I don't, well, I, I don't, I'm understand. a Patriots. Fan, First of all, so. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, you're lucky then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand people going online period to talk trash about anything. Cause I don't, I've never been the troll kind of person. I don't think it's worth my time. Like to go on the internet, and be like, guess what? I thought about this. I'll do a podcast on it. Cause like we're having discussion. Discussions are fun, but when you're just straight being just a dick, like just to be a dick, you're being a troll. No, you're but- being hateful. For no, with no, no backing up of it, no, no facts or anything. You're just spitting bile out there. Those kind of people drive me crazy. Like, what is your life about, man? If you're just gonna be hateful well, all the time, what is your life? What are you doing with your life? But my point with See the, the Patriots thing, fan man. thing is, is like, you know, obviously for those of you who don't follow sports, the Patriots are a wildly successful of NFL team. Um, <laughs> a a bad Patriots season is losing. In the AFC Championship the Super Bowl. game, it, it, no, it's, no, it's, it's like a bad Patriots season season. is losing in the conference championship. Is being one of the final four teams. Oh, when was that? Whereas, Last whereas, whereas, eighty-five percent of the NFL teams would be ecstatic to get to that point. So it's and it's funny because um, I'm I'm a Patriots fan by a very strange story that maybe one day I'll tell on this podcast. But point being. You know, like there's a lot of a lot of Patriots fans out there when when they lose in the AFC game and, you know, because, again, the last time they weren't in the AFC game was about 10 years ago. Uh, it's like the end of the world. It's like, oh, we we absolutely fail. We didn't get to the Super Bowl. We're the worst fucking team in the world. When <laughs> reality is, is like, you know, you have to look at the big picture is this is this is a big success. Your 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 franchise over X number of years is a big success. And that's kind of, I liken that to Game of Thrones is, yes, there are going to be seasons that aren't as good as others. It's still a success. It still did a great job at, you know, being this beautiful art form and telling a story in a new way, which we've never experienced before as the consumer. Nope. And I, I liken that to, I'm a Packers fan. I can tell my quick story. I fell in love with Brett Favre in 1997. That's, I, I got a, a man crush on Brett Favre uh, when he won against the, against the Patriots. Go figure. It was. In 97. Right. And um, that's, I got a Brett Favre jersey for Christmas and everything. I became a Packers fan that year. Uh, Fairweather fan. But I've been a Packers fan ever since. And I don't, like, I, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, they lost. That sucks. Or if they won, cool. I don't care. But if they, if they get to the Super Bowl, that's the big thing. If you lose that, that sucks. Like, oh, man, we almost made it. But, like, I don't feel like I'm part of that team because I have nothing I have nothing to do with them. It's just, like, I like to watch them from afar. 
and I don't understand the investment. I guess I don't understand the passion of people. I don't have a lot of passion for things. And that's probably a me problem instead of a them problem. Like they're wrapping their passion into a football team when I'm wrapping my passions well, into like my kids, my wife, and like I like, I like to draw or podcasting is like a passion. I like to do that. I try to find something productive to wrap my passion in instead of something I have nothing to do with. I, I cannot will them to win. I can't, I can't pray for them to win. Like it doesn't matter. Like they're going to do what they're going to do from their own skill sets. And that's where I kind of see a departure from me. And like, I can see that I, I don't know if I'm insane or if I am sane or like, I don't understand people. Well, maybe in general. Well, 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 well. All right. I, I think see life that way. Sports, sports psychology is, uh, you should read about this. It's a really interesting. When I say sports psychology, I'm not talking about um, like like uh, professional athletes seeking psychologists. I'm talking about, I'm about sports the psychology, psychology of the fan, right? Is a very interesting. Um, I guess we'll call it a, a, a theory, but but basically how how fans think is a very interesting. There's been a lot of studies done on this, um, and I would. I'd say go read them, but basically, because I, I don't understand these people. Basically, it's it's this it's an outlet. Oh, uh, I get that for people. Do something and productive with your life. That's well, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I mean, but but I'm not I'm an, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like you know when the Patriots played the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game in that really close game, I was going fucking crazy. Like I'm I was at a bar with you know, my, my, my local bar and I'm just like sitting there, I'm going nuts. I'm swearing. I'm going crazy because I don't know what it is, but it's something about just channeling everything into that. Um, okay. okay. It, you're missing it. May a little bit misunderstanding. You're in the moment at that point. That's in the moment. I'm talking about like after you're talking time. about, okay. I, you're like letting this affect you for days, weeks, months. You're still talking about like last year. Oh, I can't believe we freaking lost that game. Like it's still, it's still okay. irritating. All right. To that so, point. so we'll take two like, years ago when the Patriots, We'll take two years ago when the Patriots lost to the Eagles and the Patriots played really well and the Eagles like did a lot of trick plays and stuff to try and win. Yeah, that was pretty shitty. That's a good game. But again, big picture, I'm a Patriots fan. We're winning every two years. <laughs> so it's just but, like... But did it upset you like to the point where you couldn't go to work the next day? You couldn't no. function? Like those. That's what I'm talking about. These kind of people I, that let, I mean, like, it's part of their right. life. No, I, I functioned. I went to work on Monday and I was upset. I'm sure you got a lot of crap for was, your Patriots losing. I was... I mean, right. I, I really wanted to wear my Tom Brady jersey the next day. And I <laughs> you didn't still could have, man. Show pride. Don't don't go in high because you lost. You should wear that no, because but, you lost. All right. But but <laughs> I, but that's not that's not how sports culture works. I, I think it's really it weird. It does, actually. Do a lot of people wear their... Are you kidding me? I want every single day after, like after a Saturday of college football, you see that team that got their ass kicked. You see those people wearing their colors because they're representing their team. I'm hoping those people. I went think to the that's school. lame. She didn't go to school. I hate that. I think that's lame as shit. I think it's so fucking. No, lame. it's just showing school pride. And I hope you um, went to the school. Otherwise, you're a douchebag. Well, if you're at the school, <laughs> you like school, at, I, I went to South Carolina. Every time we lost, I'd still wear South Carolina gear the next day. But that's no, different. I'm saying the people that don't even go to the school and have so much invested in it that drives oh, me okay. crazy. I don't understand. All right, that. so like, let's let's. What like, about what college sports? Here? So like, I'm a big South Carolina Gamecocks fan. I went to the school for yeah, four years. What you do you think there, about so you that? You have an investment. You have. You yeah. brought money to that school, and you know you what? And and so you have and an investment in the school. You really? Yes. They gave you something. And they gave you degrees. It's yes. like so playing you the have stock a, you market, have a right though. Then. 
But 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 that's I agree. With I have that no. Because that's it's like fine. That's fine. Market. You went to the school. You are part of every time the school, South Carolina wins a big game, team. like when South Carolina beat Alabama in 2010. That was freaking huge. Do you know how much money that brought into South Carolina? It was. That's insane. what I'm saying. That's completely different. That's I'm not talking about those kinds of people. That that's that's right. that's, that's earned. Good. That's fine. I'm talking about people that have nothing to do with anything, like especially pro teams, mostly pro teams. Have nothing to do with the sport. They say you live in the damn city. Good for you. You live in the city. What does that matter? They don't care about you. Are they giving you money for coming out there? Hell to the no. They're asking you to pay more money to watch them play a stupid game that has nothing to do with life. It's just games. Game of Thrones, baby. That has real stakes. People die in the Game of Thrones. No one's dying in the game of baseball. Yeah, people die. Uh, sometimes in football. That's like the most likely ones you're going to die in. And you have some issues later on. We've gone completely off the rails, but that's okay. <laughs> I think we're like two hours in talking about football. Um, so I guess we can sum up um, Game of Thrones. Oh, actually, let's William, sum up the series. Before we sum up everything, <laughs> let me call up. No, no, I got to call a Hot Pie for our last our last game. DJ here. Hot, Hot Pie. Hot Pie, play that sweet music, son. Yeah, DJ Hot Pie, play that music, boy. And we're back. Um, William, you totally got zero points last week. Gilly did not <laughs> die, yet was never shown again. Poor Gilly. Was Gilly even in no! the episode? And get this, dude. I was watching something on like Facebook, one of the scrolly things, and Gilly looks completely different than she did in the show. I don't know what happened to that girl. Oh yeah. What I don't know what happened. I don't I don't I don't Yeah, she I don't want to be mean, yeah, but she's totally she different. doesn't look like her at all. I have no idea. She might have a disease no, or something. Right. And then you're also wrong about Sansa <laughs> dying. She did not die. And then you had your other ones were wash picks, God, I which were like die. you had Cersei, Jamie left over. So you got you had zero points. You the only goose you egg, destroyed the only me. goose egg of the whole tournament <laughs> was you. And then Justin got Danny dying correct. I got Jon Snow wrong. I thought he was gonna die. Then I got Sansa living, and my boy Tyrion made it the whole way. I told you it was going to be him and Gilly were the locks of the season, and they made it all the way through, both of them, hand in hand. I ended up with 100. I think Gilly died off screen. Yeah, sure. I got 42 points this week. I ended up with 160 <laughs> points. You ended up with 56 points. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Your Night King didn't make it at all. Um, that's it for the game. It was really fun. Um, Wait, I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Had the Night King, let's say the Night King was Bran or something, okay. all right? And the Night King survived. Yeah. How many points would I have ended I up with? Do the math. I don't know. Uh, you'd be having, you'd be having, you'd be having, man, um, probably another, <laughs> uh, probably another 60 or so points. You still would have probably lost, but it would have been a lot closer. Well, I'm sure I would have lost. Yeah, you picking but, him, and that, right. that was, that was, right. that was a, that was a ballsy pick. That's all I could say. I went for the bold. I went for the bold prediction. I didn't well, want to be boring. Gilly was the most boring. That's why I, I really Tyrion. thought. I just. I, uh, let me. I want to defend real fast. I, I can't defend my other picks, but I do want to defend the Night King. I really. I mean. I I still am. We just went off on a tangent about talking about how well the 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 producers did with 
this show, despite the lack of plot. But but I think I do want to address that for a second. The idea that the Night King was killed off so soon, I think, just destroyed all the stakes and the magic. Um, Kill the magic. And, yeah, and it baffles me that they did that, and that, like, I, again, I, I was on record saying, you know, I'm good with this if there's going to be a twist where he's still relevant. I really, because because if that would have been the case, it would have been really, really well done, but they didn't do it. So it really was the end of the Night King, less than halfway through the show. Dude. Wait, wait, I just thought of something. Can I jump in? I I just thought this. Sorry, I got to say it before I forget. What if, because this is what you wanted to twist, because Pod is now like the servant of the cup or something. He's like the, he's the the wheelchair pusher of Bran, apparently. That's what he got (laughs) roped into. So get this. This is my theory. This is what should have happened. Pod takes Bran up to the tower to look upon the city. Then he pushes his ass out and kills him. He's the Night King. Pod has been transformed. And that's where it Can ends. You imagine him out the, the window. Holy crap. Can that would have been the ending I would have loved. Like that totally bookends everything. It gives you a satisfying ending. Like, what the fuck is going on? What just happened? Why? Didn't they? So that would have I, I thought been there amazing. was two options. There was two options for the like Night King. Pod's like, if, and then Cersei's still alive. She's like, good job, the Pod. Option number one, obviously, is Bran. <laughs> I was half expecting them to move their arms underneath you know, they, all that rubble, by the way. They needed to, to explain, that. you know, in a flashback or something, a cold open where something they show the Night King warging into Bran or something. All right. Second option, which I actually really liked, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast, but... The Night King, everyone he, he has touched me. in the show thus far has been made a White Walker. So, or, so, and, and as they established, the White Probably. Walkers are basically just an extension of him because if he dies, they all die. So, and he has control over them. So, mm-hmm. I really was really honestly thinking that they had this opportunity for Arya to have become a white walker so i really Mm -hmm. thought that would have been interesting if they did that they didn't go that route so anyway i thought there were a couple opportunities there to do it they didn't want to go with the ballsy way they wanted to wrap everything up in a nice little pretty red ribbon and yeah but i i don't i mean no yeah they went safe yeah, Super it really safe. was, especially for this show, which I've established seen in the first season that we're going to kill our fucking main character uh, before the even the season finale. We're going to kill our main character. And then in season three, yeah, and then in the third book, halfway through Wait, the third book, what do you have book, to lose at this point? What you do you have kill to lose? the biggest protagonist in oh. Rob Stark and his mother, who are... Again, in within the books, I don't know. If, I don't. People don't know this if they don't read the books. But the books are written from point of view chapters, so each chapter is the point of view of a different character. Rob Stark and Cat Stark are two of the biggest yeah. point of view characters, and they're both killed within. I think is it Cat's perspective? I forget. I want to say it's her from her perspective I don't know. that the red wedding happens. Also, his pregnant wife. That was the saddest part of the whole thing. She's not pregnant in the books. You know, she doesn't die in the books. Oh, no? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I spoiled that for you. Um, Uh Oh. 
No, yeah, she in she six doesn't. Six years when I get to that third book, she does not die. She's not pregnant, at least to our knowledge in the books, and um, she does not die in the books. She is. That's even, she whew. is kept alive, and it's actually really disturbing when you realize that she's still alive. I think it's the fourth book that you realize she's still alive, and she's just fucking like gutted. She's just fucking. I mean, just ravaged, which of course she is. But it's it's really kind of disturbing and upsetting. But anyway, you're saying emotionally, right? Emotionally, not emotionally, emotionally. Yeah. Okay. She wasn't there then. I don't remember. Uh, I want to say she was oh, okay. there. There were a lot of people there, like Edmer Tully, who obviously survives. He does survive in the books yeah. too. He actually has in the books. He has this really funny thing. I'll, I'll be the king. Where he's basically being hung for like days, which is really funny. Um, but uh, they have a noose around his neck, and he's just forced to stand there. And if he doesn't, if he fails to stand, he fucking will hang himself. So it's really, it's it's funny yeah. for him. But anyway, it's it's uh, it's it's better fleshed out in the books. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, that when she gets stabbed in the tummy that ate like a bunch of times, you're like, what the hell is going on? That's yeah. messed up, man. They. That's like- rivals the, the bastard killing of the show King's did a Landing. great job with the red wedding which when i read that i was like what am i fucking reading like are they really doing this shit that and i remember the when i was reading the books the the biggest moments were the red wedding and then um at the end of the third book when it's basically one scene where it's revealed that Littlefinger is the architect of everything. Like he literally set the the um, the motions of the series. Uh, I'm being redundant, but in motion. But mm-hmm. that's that's the other problem I have. the The fact that they killed him last season. I oh, really heard about your Littlefinger issues. He yeah. should have. <laughs> they they should have kept him around. He's too compelling a character to have died that way. Well, they killed all fashion. the whispers. It's... Every whisper's gone. They killed everyone that. But had but any kind Varys of made sense. But 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 Varys was good because the, his death was great because he he essentially called it. He said, "Look, I'm doing this because I see this happening. I see her as the Mad Queen. She's gonna go nuts. She's gonna destroy this country." And um, Tyrion, True, you have to help who... me. We gotta and. Who's Varys though? Like, why does so he, he get went to out, speak for the people? Why does he get to speak for the people? He's also a highborn that way. He's saying he's, he does. He's like, I speak for these people. He's like, not I know a highborn. No, no, well, first he acts of all, he's like not he is. A highborn. He, I know he's not. He acts like he is. He's like, I know he what's best for them. I know what's best for them. Like, how does how does he get to judge that? Who does he think he is? That he is a, the speaker of the low man. Why? Well, I, I don't think he he doesn't. But that's the point. I think Justin is that he's he is. Again, it's his opinion. He's but, not living but like that. That is who life, he's bro. looking out for. Yeah, he thinks he is. Okay, well that's fine. But but that is his his opinion or and his viewpoint is that he is looking out for the common man, and that's well established. I think in the show and the books is oh, that he's he is, good there. Like, he's he looking out he for is, the common man. Because Danny thinks the same thing. She thinks she's looking out for well, the common folk. Well, that's, that's they all just think a they all think they're doing the right thing. Nothing. Well, they all think they're doing the right thing, and that's where well, clearly Varys was right. Oh, but you never know what Varys was, happen. was fucking right. I say John should let this play out. I really wanted to see Danny rule some. I wanted to see what she would actually do. That would have been I more didn't. more entertaining. I'm glad than she that. fucking died. 
I wanted her to die, but oh. I wanted something to happen from it, not just be like, well, um, I did my thing, and now I've been two hours. I'm going to go look at that throne alone, and uh, no one's going to even try to avenge me. Not one single person tries to avenge I me. I will agree with you on this. Avenge I-, I will agree with you on this. You know what would have been a better ending is again you got to leave the audience wanting more and you got to end it on Drogon some killing sort everyone. of something of a cliffhanger. I would have been okay with Daenerys killing everyone. Me too. And John dying. John loved trying it. to assassinate her and it. him him dying and Daenerys being the Mad Queen and literally instead of I would have I'm more okay with her not breaking the wheel and continuing it. Than with her breaking totally the wheel. Agree. That makes totally more agree. sense to me. The and idea of the cycle show. continuing. Who cares? It's a show. <laughs> give yeah, me something different. Uh, that, yeah, Please. I, I, For the love of God, give me something different. Now, this is why I think it didn't happen because they might have sequels. And this is why they're setting up these sequels. That's the only reason. I'm like, well, they might have this. But happen. that's my point, though. So but, that's not but, cool. All right. But, 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 all right. But hang on. Well, okay, okay. You're saying if you kill like Jon Snow and all that, yeah, I got you. Can't you can't have so these characters come back. The sequel's not as compelling, right? Okay, I got you. I agree. Um, the idea that our uh, again don't like Arya's character, but I'm really interested. I would love to see a show that <laughs> at west? least somewhat explores her going <laughs> west. You know what again, happens? really well, here's cliche. A show, yeah, it's cliche. But here's the show. She's going she west drops to off west. The face of the earth. No, there's no flat flat earth theories. She's going west of west. <laughs> She's going on this, this little boat with like a, a skeleton crew, and she gets stranded on a desert island and has to just live life in a sitcom with Gilligan and them. And there you go. You have Arya's west of west. It's just an island she's stuck on forever. <laughs> Done. You're welcome. I hope it's just. I hope it's just the. I hope it's the Odyssey. Or so it's just, it's just, um, it just go, no, no, it's just, um, her adventures. It's Castaway with her. It's just the whole, it's like eight oh. seasons of Castaway, <laughs> which is her and Wilson. her slow mental breakdown where she creates all these other characters. <laughs> kind of like The Last Man on Earth. She has like her own little, like her own little stories, her little figurines she carries around. Like she just goes completely mad until one day she just kills herself at the, the last season. Spoiler alert. Last season, she kills herself. But no, if I had to pick a show to watch right now, it'd be the, the Party of Five Council. That's the one I'm going for. I want to see comedy. I want to see what happens with Braun. No, I want to see. I got to tell you, of, of all the spinoffs they could create, I don't want. I want Jon Snow to stay at the wall. I think he should. <laughs> I think he should be the tragic character. Is he the Lord Commander the there? Is he just part of the group? They they didn't establish that. He looked and I'm like okay a god that, that came didn't. in there. They're I, like, "Hey, Jesus is back. That's cool." <laughs> well, he clearly was a leader. Well, in he's some he is a legend like, right now, and they're all he's... treating him like he's a god. Like, right. like they're parting the yeah, ways, and, and that's like okay. Over the head. With I'm the okay with of that. that. No, I, the I, I'm okay returning. with them not explaining blah, blah, that. Blah, blah. No. I'm okay with that, them not explaining that because I think John. No, no, Snow no just I didn't need to explain. To I'm just there. kind of conjecture here. Do you think he is a commander? I think he's just like pissing with everyone else. He's like work his way back up to commander. Well, there is no Night's Watch at this point. I don't so know what they are, they they left whatever he's to do something. Whatever he's doing is basically whatever he wants, and it looks like he was just leading the wildlings out <laughs> to establish a new home. Oh. Is, We're gonna is go the, the survey the why north. else the fuck are all those wildlings and their kids going north? Because he's Jesus. Um, but 
Duh. The show I based on what they've based on what they've established, the show I want to see is Arya going west. That was the really compelling thing to me. I don't really care about anything else. I don't. I, I know. I, I, I want to have. You're making a, faces. If she had the listen, if she had the hound with her, I'm all on board. But who's she with? She's with nobody. She's gonna oh, find some that, friends. Justin, Give me Justin, you're 100 percent right. That would have been beautiful. Justin, story. you are 100 percent right. Like I want. I, I was it season even think three, season four, where they go on their little venture together? That's like some of the best of Game of Thrones. And season three, yeah, no, no, no. Um, it's two or three. It's season four. Life. Season one of those. Season four, it's the end of season three and most of season four. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The most com- season four actually might be the best season of Game of Thrones, and some of the most compelling stuff is the dialogue between Arya and the Hound. I think that's 100%. where I, I'm, I'm rewatching it all right now. I think that's where I am. I think I'm on season four right now. I think I'm. They're like hanging out. They just went to the Vale, and she's like laughing at him for. Uh, for her um, aunt being dead. Oh, and she she loses it when yeah. she realizes she's like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Yeah, no, I just I'm rewatching it too. I just got through season four. I'm on season five. Season four is them traveling together and trying to figure out what they're gonna fucking do. Yeah. Um, so in the books, it's actually really good. As as good as it is in the show, and they do a great job with it in the show. The relationship in the books is even a bit stronger because they even they end up spending like three months together living on. Um, so in the, in the show, they tease like the hound and Arya living with a family to, um, to like yeah. help them on their farm or whatever. But then, then the hound ends up robbing him the next morning. Mm-hmm. Well, in the books, they actually live with that family for like three months. Okay, cool. And they, the hound and Arya establish this awesome relationship and it's, it's, it's anyway, I'm with you hundred percent. That would have been cool as hell. If he would have been with her, but, so that's what so I want. But had whatever. To kill, had to kill the mountain. Yeah, you had to go out that way. He was destined for that. I'm fine with that too. So we've been talking for two hours. Congratulations, we did it. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> um, final thoughts, I suppose. It. I mean, I think we should close it up. We we talked a lot. Like yeah, yeah. Let's a close ridiculous it out. Amounts. Um, I'll go first. Um, I think that. Again, my MVP is our composer. Carbon. Um, if you have it, uh, Ramin Jawadi, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, but but definitely go listen to. Uh, I was looking this up during the show. Uh, the song "The Night King" is, I think, the best of this season. But then from the finale, he had two more, which were called um, "A Song of Ice and Fire," which is the last thing you hear, and. Um, and the the something the Starks, uh, the Stark theme, which is kind of Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Absolutely the, great music. Was um, the Night King one the like the kind of like a hero sounding theme, a little bit at the end? The Night King one is the one that you hear. It's the last ten minutes. It's the very of end, right? The yeah, that, that one's third awesome. Third episode. I think that's it's my favorite third, one. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Oh, it, it is mine for sure, hundred um, percent. But so Night King, if I had to recommend anything, go listen to the Night King. Uh, there's a bunch of already covers on piano on YouTube, but the actual orchestral version is just outstanding. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's the best piece of music from the entire show. Um, but but I, I do want to I, I will say thank you um, to the to the writers and producers, D.B. Weiss and Dan, David Benioff. Um, 
you know, uh, they're getting a, it looks like they're getting a lot of hate for this last season. And um, while I do agree that the plot was lacking, um, I do think they deserve um, a pat on the back for what was really one of the best TV shows ever made. I think you, I agree, top five in the history of TV, and that's a debate for another day. But, but really, they changed the game, and they, um, the scope of the show in terms of the number of characters and and uh, the size of everything and and what they were able to do. I mean, it really was, in many ways, um, a feature film. So I think they deserve a lot of credit, and I'm just going to give them a big thank you because they adapted this series really well especially when they ran out of material you know again we we could spend a whole nother episode talking about george r, r. martin because i i do have some some thoughts on him that i won't share tonight but uh but you know despite them running out of source material i think they did about as good a job as as they could have done in terms of they told the story that they wanted to tell and um they deserve a big thank you from the fans and, uh, you know, despite, again, the plot maybe not working out the way that a lot of fans wanted it to, they crafted a really beautiful piece of art. Um, so, so that all said, you know, as far as the show goes, um, not my favorite season by any means. But um, I think they gave it a really beautiful ending despite that, if you look at it in terms of the art. So that's kind of where I stand. Yeah, I agree for the most part there. Um, I say I like actually I think I like this season better than seven. I agree I with that. I, I do true. agree with that. I'm with you 100. Not much there. happened in seven. Yeah, like this I'm one with was you. more compelling than seven. I mean, obviously seven was a lot of setup, but they could have made it more interesting. Uh, this one had all the payoffs. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, how could you? I I don't understand how people could not like this show. I really. When I, and I've met lots of people that have never seen an episode. I'm like, what? How? How is that possible? I mean, it is the, like, they started from such a small budget. Like, in the first couple seasons, you see the limitations. And then you come to this now, eight years later, and how money obviously helps. And they made it into feature films on this kind of yeah. budget. Yeah. It's it's cool to see the show grow that way, and the reason is because of, yeah the creators they created this universe obviously adapting it, but without their direction and supervision, casting all that stuff combined, it wouldn't have lasted this long. It might not even made it. They completely redid the first uh, episode, the pilot, because they got it wrong the first time. So they know yeah. what's good and what's bad. That's they fair. knew then, so they could have. T- they could have, they could have had a completely crappy product the first year. We would have never seen anything else. It could have ended, which happens to a lot of shows. That if you have that first misstep, you don't get a second chance a lot of times. And these guys got lucky. I mean, the source material speaks for itself, so that might have helped them. Like, hey, if we have a good story, we just got to figure it out. So they did all this, and countless hours, like you know, were devoted to doing this show. It gives you entertainment for a lifetime sure one season maybe two aren't that great but you still have all those other memories like oh and characters that you can relate to that's what stories and that's actually we missed a whole point i I really liked about this episode is when Tyrion is talking to the council about what brings people together 
and it's talking about stories. Yeah. And I thought that was really poignant and poetic. No, no, it was a little pandering, true, but it was nice to hear because you are the fan at that point saying, yeah, this is why we're all here. It's a meta moment almost. Like everyone's at their TV. Everyone's at the bar watching this. Like it's a sporting event. It had, It's in the now. And you don't get that anymore with these kinds of things. TV shows do not have these watch parties. They don't bring all these people together. It's very rare when you have these moments. And it was kind of a cool little nod to the fans. Like, hey, stories is what got us here. Stories what brought us together. Stories and it brings us conversations like this that we're just going to talk about for two hours. And then you go into other offshoots of conversations about conversations. So it opens the door up to, to discussion and you know, learning about other people. And that's basically all I have to say. Like, I just, I enjoy it. Sounds kind of cheesy, but it's just true. Um, I did a quick ranking on the episodes for fun while I was I was going to ask you about that. So, do you want to? Okay, I'm just going to do mine real quick. Uh, I'm going to go from least favorite to favorite, obviously. Six is Winterfell, five the Iron Throne, four the Long Night, three the Last of the Starks, Two of the Bells, and one the Night of Seven Kingdoms. That's the way I enjoyed it. I mean, I like if... if That's how I liked them. The Night and Seven Kingdoms gave you everything. It gave you story, character development. It gave you the moments um, that you were kind of wanting to see, just these guys last night together, and you don't know... What, at that point, we didn't know who was going to live. A lot more people lived than we thought, so they gave every character this, hey, here's their moment. They might You, know, you might never see them again. And that's why I really enjoyed it. And it's just the levity it brought to the show. Yeah, I, um, okay, so here's how I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go, my least favorite was four, followed closely by one. Um, I think one had a little bit better character development and just the plot of, there, again, there was no plot of one, I agree, but the plot of, of four was just, it blew my mind. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. There really was no point to it of either one, but... But one, I enjoyed kind of the reestablishment of the characters a little bit better. Um, the next one would have been, for me, the finale. Uh, and then um, I'm going to go. So let's see. I've done, uh, I've done four, one, six. Um, oh, sorry. Four. Yeah. Four, one, six. Um the next one, I'm going to go The Bells, um, which I think was a really well-done episode. But uh, I agree with you. Not my number one, but I agree with you about how well-done um, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms was. It was really, really beautiful. Um, just just beautiful so character long development. A Long Night is my favorite. Um, again, in terms of the plot, really? I'm, I'm with you, but, but upon rewatching, I think this will have some of the best rewatch value of the entire series. Um, and the last, the reason why is the last, that last 10 minutes put together with the music, um, again, and I don't even a- agree with the character decision necessarily for Arya to kill the Night King, but it was so beautifully crafted, um, just kind of this moment of loss that they established that, you know, our, our favorite characters have lost this battle. And then, um, you know, Arya comes out of nowhere and it's, it's just beautifully crafted. Yeah. Um, I just think it's, it's the best piece of art of the entire 
maybe the entire series, the only thing I put up there next to it is, and a lot of people disagree with this, and again, this it's kind of this dichotomy between plot and art, is um, Cersei blowing up the Sept, that first 10 minutes of that episode where it's it's that beautiful That's musical beautiful. theme. And it's but, and again, I agree with people on it's a little bit of a cop-out. You're getting rid of some characters that are really well-developed and you kind of want to stick around, especially in Marjorie. Marjorie is one of the best characters of the show. And, and again, she kind of just goes out in an unearned fashion. But, but again, that sequence is beautiful. And, and I, I think that um, the, the battle of Winterfell, that last 10 minutes, is even usurps that. I think it's even a little bit better. So, so just for that, uh, I have to give it to that, just especially in terms of, again, you know, we can pick apart you know, the battle strategy and all that stuff. But it was really well done. It was a really beautiful episode. Um, the highlights are, you know, kind of Arya sneaking around the library, trying to get away from the White Walkers. Um, and, and then again, especially that ending sequence, um, I just think is, is the highlight of the show for me. So, um, yeah, I'm going to flip flop mine. I think you're right. I'm going to go the long night over the last of the Starks. Now. I'm going to right. flip flop those. Cause hey, right. hey, but, cheers. Cause like, but but taking know, nothing okay, away be, from to be completely honest, I don't remember a, a lot of what happens in Last of the Starks. I didn't you really just remember the one. fireplace I, I scene, remember. right? Yes. Like like I'm with yes, you. Yes, like yes. all I remember is them. Like uh, it's it's a little bit. It's kind of what we wanted in the first episode, where we talked about like where's the preparation for the battle. Like where's the sense of urgency, and we get that in Last of the Starks, which I thought was really good. Uh, or it was better. the The scene with Jamie um, knighting Brienne is no, the great. Last the of whole Starks scene is after the long night. Oh, Last I'm sorry, 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 night. sorry. I got I got myself confused. No, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Last of Starks is the fourth one, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why. why I, I totally yeah, forgot. What I, I thought that was bad. It wasn't I bad. I, I liked it, obviously. But I want to flip flop the long night. Okay. And I gotta rewatch the Last of Starks. I appreciate that. I rewatch them all again. Yeah, you're like, they're a long night. I mean, I had a lot of issues with the battle strategy in that one, and it didn't make a lot of sense what they were doing. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it, it but was But you good. can't deny the it art. It was better than The Last of the Starks. No, that's why I like the bells so much. The bells yeah. really brought everything together. So your, your, number, like the one is, the bells. your number one is Night of the Seven, Night Kingdoms. Of the Seven Kingdoms. Okay, so just based yeah. on, you know, just the one. character just moments. Just characters. And, yeah. All right, that's fair. All on characters, because that's... That's what the show is about, and that's what it yeah. gave you the most of. Everyone doing what they would have done, I think, in, in reality, like what they would have done before they were going to die. Yeah. It, it was I, it was good. It gave well, I agree. I you, think... You got to everyone. Again, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Like in the... Again, like within sandbox theory i think it it made the most sense it's characters getting to they they just threw characters together and kind of let it see how it would play out and especially that yeah, that fireplace natural. scene at the end uh was really beautiful jamie knighting brienne pod um you know pod singing just the sense of nostalgia with those characters knowing that we're probably dying tomorrow um and, and they should have in the long well, run. Well, right, they but should've. but 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 the idea they established that though within that is that the idea that we're probably gonna die. This is a losing battle. There it's really not a good chance that we're gonna 
win tomorrow. Um, I, you're right. That was absolutely great. But I have to just, just for the sake of the execution of the art, I have to put um, the the Battle of Winterfell. That's fine. What, it's what's, your list. I mean, yeah. I, I haven't... So, but but I'm with it's you. That was, but but I'm with you. The uh, the um, a Knight of the Seven Kingdoms is probably is definitely one of my top ten favorite episodes. Probably top five. So, agreed, agreed on that. Definitely top ten. I don't want top five because there's a lot of there's a lot of good episodes in this show. It's hard to break it down that way. That's almost impossible yeah. to say this is my definitive top five. <laughs> but that's all we've got, really. We talked for over two hours. That's <laughs> ridiculous. My uh, Dornish Red. I'm on the like last sip minutes. of my Dornish Red. I drank the entire fucking How are you bottle. Falling over, dead. I I had some I'm rum and I'm still a little tipsy. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a lightweight. I'm in the featherweight actually division. Oh, of the featherweight I division. Never do it. So yeah. <laughs> I had like a shot and a half, and it it took me through. The, I'm still tipsy right now with these two hours of talking, and uh, um, maybe we should. Do you want to do um, the documentary one next week? You want to do that? Yeah, I, well, I think episode? we should talk more. I really, I really have. I have some. Oh, Will wants to be have a Game of Thrones. I should make a Game of Thrones channel. <laughs> Game of Thrones yeah. podcast. Well, channel. I I have a couple things I want to say that I didn't get to about George R. R. Martin. And, uh, well, but, we've only been doing it for two hours. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't have time tonight, dude. All honesty, we can do this whenever. Who cares? It's our, it's ours. All no right. one's paying us to do this. It's just for fun. So here's. I enjoy talking to you. So no, no, oh. not right now. No, we'll we'll do a separate oh. episode. I'm. Oh, I, I need to go to excited. sleep. I have Why? to wake up at seven in the morning. Oh get, shit! My yeah, my kids go to school. <laughs> so I'm on. All right. So what? What our viewers don't know is I'm on yeah, Central Time, time where it's it's twelve thirty and it's one thirty. Yeah. But but one thirty versus yeah. twelve thirty, it's a big deal. I mean, you know. Yeah, I have to wake up at sleep the very sleep, latest man. at seven. Yikes! To take him to school. So um, for uh the bastard of Bravos, Bravosian bastard, I am Justin. And I'm Will, the daddy of Dorn, and this has been a blast daddy going Dorn. through this last season. Yeah, I really had fun. We should just do the whole entire run now. Oh, yeah, 75 episodes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, we should do it because I mean, why not? I mean, I don't we care. Will. I can, We're I, making a vow. I don't think they'll be as extensive. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm fine with that. Right, I mean, it's at our own leisure because there's se- we've already we've got six out of the way. So only 69 more to go. I think so we're we just going to repeat total, right? our like opinions. Are we gonna have new opinions for the end of the show? Or are we gonna just repeat these? We have to. We have to view the show like we've never seen it before. No, <laughs> this is fresh to us. Oh, no, I don't know. I it'd be an interesting take on what I don't know what we talk. I don't know how it'd go. Honestly, I guess we can try. I don't know. Anyways, that's some behind the scenes talk for you. Uh, peace out, man. Have a good night. Right.